0: Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We chopper into the central highlands this week with Randall Wallace's 2002 epic we Were Soldiers. As always, I'm joined by Mike A, Mike B, yes, sir. and
1: Nate. When I like to listen to Vietnam. Oh, I messed that up. <laughs> Fuck. Mongolian throat singing is what I want to hear in Vietnam movies. Yeah! I actually really do. It's actually really great, but I fucked that one up. So hi.
0: <laughs> so guys, what'd you think? On that note.
2: Uh
0: who's gonna go first it's been a while since i've seen this so also this is kind of like a redux for us for us because we had done this before and this is our pilot so you know call me nathan i keep fucking up but, uh, redux
1: god it's, bro- it's a redo. Bro- right bro- yeah. or might might be just just
0: yeah. just it's a fucking redo
3: no it's just it's a fucking redo it's
0: a redux so anyway uh <laughs> um yeah you know it's it's cool to get uh you know the mics opinions collectively you know i'm, I'm really interested to see what you guys have to say you know uh my opinions changed a little bit i don't know it's it's an interesting film um it's your run of the mill vietnam film you know it always has been since it came out and uh it's uh it was interesting to see again you know
1: turn so yeah turner turner network television
0: <laughs> yeah well, another
1: one so yeah, brian
3: yeah. brian let's try that again um that was a very milk toast. Well, cuz well, it's a
0: milk toast movie.
3: So no, what well, what about your what 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 about the film was your or what about it um is different now? Just like different some now? snippets.
0: I don't know. I like it better now. Um, okay. hmm. I'm more accepting of it of what it is. I uh, mm. okay. like hmm. it's very theatrical and it's it's crazy at times and it's kind of like Hacksaw Ridge, on another Mel Gibson, you know, production or whatever. But it's you know, it it does do its job as you know. Hey, this is the first real big Vietnam movie in like forever since like Platoon. Or looking at the times and stuff, you know. and it's, Yeah. Yeah. So looking into context, you know, because this was always like if you're a Vietnam reenactor, whatever, they'd always talk about you were soldiers. You know, Uh it's like fucking. So that also makes you want to hate it. It's like kind of the Band of Brothers of the Vietnam reenactors.
3: Right, oh yeah, yeah. We could definitely you know? talk about that whole thing. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's later, but it's like, interesting.
0: Yeah. My, I'm just more accepting of it, and I enjoy it more. You know, and it's funny. I've just gotten mellow with it. But before I would just, you know, again, there's a lot wrong with it. There's fucking a lot wrong with it. But um, no, it's it's enjoyable, and uh that's yeah, so why I, I don't know. Cool. That's my take on it. It's interesting. I was looking forward to watching it. Like instead of like, oh fuck, I don't want to watch this piece of shit. I was like, eh, yeah, I'll get some Mel Gibson screams and we will see Yeah, you know, I got. Yeah, it's, I got it's kind I of the thing. I, I was you like
3: know? the same thing as like I was like. I haven't seen it in a long time. I want to watch it again, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, okay, pass that's the nostalgia with it, but
0: I'm like, yeah, I want Pass
3: the Ah. Uh,
4: there you don't, go. That's all. I
1: I <laughs> see. It's funny. You say you say um, you say you, you're more you're more okay with it. I'm not okay with it. Um, I mean, I I I mean, look, I. I if I remember correctly you have the right
0: to be wrong. No,
1: that's fine. I mean I'm I normally am. Um if if I were to compare it to the last time I watched it, which I believe the last time I watched it was when we reviewed it almost a year and a half ago at this point. Oh, yeah. Um Same. because we had a lot of we had a big backlog and then we ended up scrapping most of that. Um but when we were looking at that um the first time I I, I kind of look at it, it's like you know that was our very first thing we ever did and uh that was with Peter and um you know it was it was good it was it was interesting and I I had listened to that um actually right before I had watched this today and it was very interesting to hear kind of what I said in the notes I had with that and cuz I wanted to hear what I had said because I knew it probably would be different because We've gone through so much trauma of watching shitty ass fucking movies that, you know, I'm going to have less tolerance for what I liked back then. And uh, I will say, uh, for the most part, it is what it is. You are right. And I and I can accept what it is. And it's very interesting to to get to that point. However, I still viscerally hate the home front scenes in terms of the not not the not not the. um not the dramatic parts of the home front scene because i think that's very important more of like the monotonous life-to-life stuff and uh that that like the whole like uh trying to throw in um um the setting of you know uh um uh, oh god i'm blanking on the word what's the fu- segregation there we go Hinting on the fact that yes, we know that. Okay, like that. We don't. We <laughs> that uh... <laughs> color, the color, the the colors and the whites. Oh God, like I don't. Like okay, fine or whatever. I mean, I I hounded that last time, and it still irks me. It's it's a stupid way of trying to paint the time period. Um, you could have done it ten different thousand ways, and it may have been so much more impactful than stupid fucking Karen in 1960. So you know, it's like that's that's the way I, I viewed it. But I mean, uh, apart from like the battle, says the Southerner, right. <laughs> Shush. Shush. I'm not even gonna touch that i'm gonna move on um uh, the The thing is is that the the very interesting thing was I was going kind of more hard into it and really 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 looking at the 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 details. I still hate that whole um super major patriotism message within it because this is you know just. I can't remember is this I think we had talked about it before is after or before 9/11 This is after 9/11 exactly. Okay that explains all that then okay. okay
3: But it it was was this not filmed like before Probably. Or during Probably before um, or during yeah
2: Definitely was produced during It came out in the uh, in like 2002 so yeah Yeah don't know
1: It's it's the whole like there there there's there's a lot of very blunt propaganda and I don't mind it when it has a place it's when it is just constantly in your face it's it's bothersome to me and I feel like it could be so much more impactful not being so blatantly obvious I I think I think it's very interesting to to look at the ways it could have been done and in, in terms of that like you could be very very subtle and still get the message across not being blatantly obvious um Jumping into, I guess, details and stuff like that, something that I wasn't very primarily focused on, focused on or more or very knowledgeable on a year and a half ago was the French uh, in the beginning of that movie. And I guess I have a question for, I guess, Brian and Mike, is that the French in Vietnam, I mean, would they have, wouldn't they have had like 49, 56s by no. that? Why not? Oh God, Did well, I did I say, did I say no, uh, no? We can talk a lot about this' cuz so what's so going okay,
3: we can get we can get into okay, that because because I, yeah. I was
1: thinking about it I was like, I was like, why they all have mastery sixes and fucking right. nineteen. We can get into that yeah. technical yeah. shit like no, um, it's when the I'm, this is your opening, okay, that's all I need, so, yeah, okay, yes. um, so, but I guess going yeah. going out of my intro and or into stuff, it's like i it nothing has much changed for me in the sense of the last time I reviewed it other than the fact of the points that I hated still, I hate and probably even more. And the parts I really liked were pretty, di- pretty damn good. And I think it's very interesting to, uh, to see what stood out to me and what didn't. And we'll ju- and I'll jump into that myself. And uh, Brian, if you hit any more things on your desk, my God, it's going to be like a uh, wind chime. Did
0: a G41 receivers falling over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Literally. Sorry. I've moved it. We're good.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, This movie, I I saw this probably like 15 years ago. Um, It's been a long ass time since I saw this. Yeah. And um, for some reason, I just remembered it being super fucking long, like most Mel Gibson war movies. Um, But uh, I don't know, this time around, it wasn't didn't seem that long. Um, I think at the time I was just like not in the right mindset for it. But this movie, it's hard because there's a lot of stuff in it that I think is really well done. And then there's a lot of stuff in it that I think is really bad. And uh, it's kind of there's some whiplash going on to where there's stuff where it's like, wow, I, I really like what they're doing here. I like this. I like this. But then I'm immediately hit with something that's just like a fucking cheese fest. And uh, shout out that, to
1: Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's a cheese fest. But um yeah, I I, uh, I, I mean, I can get into, to, I, I think, you know, it's funny what you said, Brian, how like this is the standard Vietnam film. D- this definitely was not when it came out. What this movie was no, doing, sure. this movie was, It. this movie was trying to you know, be something completely different when it came to Vietnam. It was like, okay, we're going to get rid of all the political shit. We're not going to have any of that. We're not going to have the, you know, uh, uh, drugs and hippies and stuff like that. We're not going to have Jimi Hendrix or any of that. Um, We're not going to have civilians. No, there's no My Lai massacre or anything like that. Um, And so then it feels way more like, you know, standard World War II type film, action film. But uh, so... At the time, it was definitely trying to do something different, which I can, you know, I, I admire. I've never, you know, when you see most war movies, you know, or, or most Vietnam films from, you know, the 80s, it's always, you know, like 67 to 69 period. So uh it was interesting to see like really early, you know, Vietnam, like, you know, before all of the, you know, the the, the hippie culture and, you know, protesting and stuff like that was part of it. Um like like there's two vietnam just to interject like pre-68
0: pre-tet and then post-tet right
2: yeah so it's interesting to see that um but uh and you know we can get into more details as we go but yeah there was just like there were a lot of things in it that i thought were well done i thought a lot of the battle scenes were had a lot of stuff that was really well done even though there was a lot of you know like the standing up and charging and just into gunfire and stuff but um I, uh, one scene that I liked actually just, just to point one thing out, one scene I liked a lot is when like the, the, the Hueys are all coming in and one of them, I mean, there's like bullets flying everywhere. And one of them, he gets hit and it starts to like malfunction and it's, and, uh, and then eventually it crashes when it's making that like a wah wah, a wah, wah, noise. And like that shit was like scary. I thought that was really well done and uh you see that like, the rounds s- go
0: through the fucking co-pilot
2: yeah right yeah and and uh yeah i thought that was that that was uh that was a moment where it seemed like mo- like some of the action movie like slow motion and all that was kind of stripped away and just you know scary sh- unpredictable shit is happening um so uh i don't know it's yeah it, it's it's like i'm right down the middle with it it's like yes there's some stuff in it that's really good but then there's some stuff that's really bad so that, those are my initial thoughts. I, on I, it. I wouldn't even say bad. I would say cliche. Cliche. Yeah. Cliche. Yeah. yeah stupid. Cheesy. Yeah. yeah. So um, exactly. So. All right. Mr. Freaking B.
3: Yeah. And um, yeah, you, you guys' points are all very valid. I know where you're all coming from. And that's kind of cool because um, I'm going to go kind of with Brian's. What he said is, yeah, I saw this. Last time I saw this was probably about 10 years ago. And I, I saw this in, like, 2004, like, a couple years ago it came out. And then I've seen well, it, like, well, a million times. Ago. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that was... But, like, the last time I saw it was, like, about probably 10 years ago, right? And... um, But I watched it a bunch of times before that and whatever. And uh, I you know, my, my, my thought was like, ah, it's a shitty fucking war movie, blah, blah, blah. It's super dramatic, blah, blah. And then, so when, yeah, I watched it this time again for the first time in a while, um, I was like, well, it's actually not as terrible as I remember. And they got a lot of the technical shit. Correct. There was a lot of cheesy shit. Yes. And we can discuss that and whatever, but like, um, a lot of the combat scenes and like kind of like how the movements would have been and the communication you know again I'm not an expert on the yet well Yidrang is like how it's pronounced like whatever but Americans say i drang so i'll just say i drang from here on out but um so a lot of um there's a lot of like mystery kind of like any famous thing in history there's a lot of like mystery and conflicting opinions on that battle and what happened and there was a lot of research that did go in into this and they filmed it at they filmed it on sand hill at fort benning georgia Woo! <laughs> fun place been there it's uh i recognize the terrain but um it's uh
0: didn't look too bad
3: well they, they were in a nice spot of that but like there are hills like that there and then the, the clay and like the fucking the creek beds and shit but uh, anyway um so they filmed it there and they got some actual Hueys to fly. Cause those were not CGI. And you could tell because they looked real. And it was like Mike said, it's like when that one takes a hit and it starts going down, it's like that thing's fucked. And it's, it's real. It's like, Oh wow. Jesus Christ. The guys bail just in time. The, 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 the rotors start hitting the ground. And it's like, that thing's fucked. It's done. And it doesn't look fake. It looks like a real helicopter crashing. And it was like, okay, that's interesting. But then, um, like, the the kits, the... Uh, here's the thing is, like, like they say in the film, a lot of those guys were just rookies. Like, they were drawn in from other divisions, mainly the second division from uh, Fort Lewis, right, at that point. And including Hal Moore. I believe he was stationed at Fort Lewis, and then he came over there. And they were like, yeah, you guys are all, like, you know, airborne qualified and whatever blah blah. blah. So we're going to create this new division with this new tactic. We're going to do this thing called air assault. Right? Never been done before. You guys have to go through no school to do this, but you're just going to like we're going to take helicopters in and drop you off and he's like, "Okay, fuck, okay." All right. We'll, we'll try to get this done. Um that's pretty realistic. Like when they when they're like do they're like they're up against the wall with like a brand new tactic. It's very dangerous. It really is. It's very dangerous. It's like never been done really in combat before. And they're just like, oh, all right, we're going to do it. That's, that's, that's pretty cool to show that. Like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And here's the thing is like the Americans in this film, they don't know what the fuck they're doing most of the time. The North Vietnamese army, who people underestimate they get they get it confused with the Viet Cong, right? The North Vietnamese army was a well-trained army and well-supplied army, especially in 1965, especially like they had uniforms, they had equipment, they had fucking, um, ammunition, they had, uh, heavy, heavy like arms, like the big machine guns, like the dishkas, the RPGs and all that shit. They knew what they were doing. They they were not a force to be fucking underestimated and hell more because he was a historian did not underestimate them. And he was like, all right, well, everybody else was like, Oh, these guys are just guys that fucking, you know, straw hats and whatever and he was like no these guys are not to be fucked with and they're gonna give us a licking and they did but you know whatever so the 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 film kind of shows that of like knowing your enemy right knowing your enemy knowing their their uh strategies and whatever because if he would have known that those guys would have been fucking killed immediately yeah the guys at lz x-ray mm-hmm. like the first cab guys oh my god they would have been fucking done like maybe they would have gotten a second wave in there, but then they they would all been toast. But because he was like, okay, if I was this guy, I would do this and that. And I think the whole film, like, I'm sorry, I'm getting long winded as usual, but like, I think the whole film shows that very well. And it does not fucking, it does not take away from anything that the North Vietnamese army did. Cause at the beginning of the film, it's like, this is dedicated to the U S soldiers and the North Vietnamese army soldiers that gave their lives. I'm dedicate
1: this film to the Mujahideen freedom fighters so I can't well, stand
3: well no whatever Well, dedicated whatever I might be <laughs> sorry might be, like, sorry not sorry, sorry,
1: well. sorry it just made me laugh
3: but no it's a dedicated memory of whatever but like no it's like there's a respect thing because like every Vietnam that I know actually res- or yeah actually they do respect the guys that were shooting yeah. at them nowadays because it's so much later and they were able to come, with terms, come to terms with them um, but it's like at the time it's yeah. like yeah. When I
0: was in, we were fighting in the jungle against the, the me and the man in the black pajamas. Not like today where they're in the desert and it's the wide open, you know.
4: <laughs>
0: different battlefield. <laughs>
4: totally
3: different <laughs> battlefield. But um yeah, it's uh <clears throat> but anyway, um no, so they did show that, and they show they 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 also show that like the North Vietnamese army was not just a bunch of fucking retards. They were strategic, they knew when to hit, how to hit, and they did. And it cost a shitload of casualties, and but Hal Moore was a really good leader, which the Americans got lucky on, and so overall, like that's my opening statement of like I like the way that it did show that
4: mm-hmm.
3: we can we can tear this apart technically and whatever, but overall, I did like the way it was portrayed because that was a really fucked up battle, um, and we oh yeah nobody won it nobody All won right. it that's the thing is like nobody won that fucker.
2: Well, that's what, uh, the, I, I like the end of this movie where, um, I forgot what it, the, the, uh, the, the commander of the,
3: oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Something on, yeah. The, the Vietnam, North Vietnamese. Yeah. Right.
2: He comes up and he basically, you know, says, oh, that they think that this was a victory. He, he basically foreshadows the entire Vietnam war. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, th- I thought yes. that was a great note to end it on. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but that's what I'm talking about. There's like there's some really good shit like that in it, you know? And um I just uh I wish the whole movie was like, you know, had had such great shit all the way through, you know.
0: It's like the napalm sequence is
2: pretty Oof. cool. Though. Yeah. Well, yes, because it's all it's all
1: practical. In, yeah. I mean that's that's the cool yeah. thing. Even those planes were practical. For <laughs> for for the, for the yes. yeah. Yep. Um I think when we had done the research. Well, yeah, I I, I think when we had done the research last time, Brian, didn't we say that they were it was different? They were like different planes that came in. They were like certain types of planes or something like that. It was to that extent. But I remember you can tell when something is CG in this movie because of the age and then you can tell when it's very practical. Now, of the time with the being O2, particles like flames and smoke is very easy to tell when it's CG'd. It's kind of like the same yep. thing that we had with uh, Behind Enemy Lines. You can tell when it's a very CG of the time. And yeah. it, it, it makes it very much, it makes it all the more impressive to see more giant practical effects like that you know whether yes. the planes are actually there flying over or not i think some of them are and some of them aren't the, the explosions are real the big giant things of gasoline michael dude, bay to me, if do proud if, kind of if thing if
3: some of those planes were cg it fooled the fuck out of me because i'm
1: pretty sure real planes are flying by those those giant um those yeah. um if i remember the shot that i'm thinking of which is when the napalm tor- gets caught in mm-hmm. the in the jet uh the jet uh stream and it spins on itself that yeah. has to be a plane flying through that or near that to yes. cause that effect so stuff yeah. like that is very 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 impressive at the time because you don't see that that much anymore and it's expensive. very expensive oh, and um to to kind of yeah. pound it on this like yeah i ragged on the things i don't like about it i still like this movie a lot like it still holds up really well for me there's just some really cliche things that are very cliche, but the cliche really hadn't been said yes. at that point. So it's kind of like, you know, we're kind of comparing it to the old, you know, we're kind of compared to what we see now in uh, from that point on. A lot of a mm. huge amount of the same kind of clone copy mm. of the same, you know, formula. So it's very interesting yep. to kind of go back and take that. Now, I have I have my problems with it, but there are some really, really, really great combat scenes in this and practical cells in my eyes these days because it's just so hard to see that now because people studios will take the the inexpensive way and I use that with quotation marks midway <clears throat> is that you know inexpensive CG to to take shortcuts and do that but you know the practical is sometimes the best way
2: to go and this movie is nothing the, but that yeah and it's
1: really really cool
2: yeah the, I've always thought that uh, CG is the best for like enhancing an environment like if you want to put a mountain where a mountain doesn't exist or something like that or a building um when it comes to like stuff like we're saying like fire and another huge one is blood um every time i see a digital blood splat it i I, it's terrible but um it's just there's things like that they cannot be replicated so yeah yeah, i agree when It, it comes to that it's like you can't beat it
1: it's funny um i actually was looking at um the 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 director for this film and I, had, I don't think we did this last time, he had ne- he'd only done one film before this, and it was The Man in the Iron Mask. Uh, directing-wise, he wrote Braveheart. Right, yes, directing-wise, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Writing, he did Braveheart and a bunch of others, but it was very interesting to see that there's a lot of similarity in the way yes. that and The Man in the Iron Mask is filmed compared to this, and that is the formula of late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s as well. So, mm-hmm. but it, it's very interesting to see the comparisons of the shots and the and the and that. And again, the man, the Iron Mask, is also very practical to mm. to to what it needs to be. Um, but it's um it's very very interesting to kind of go down that route of looking into it. And um, I will say um, the practical blood splatters are really good too. Talk about the blood splatters for you, Mike. A, it's like you know I didn't see much digital of that.
2: Almost all of it was practical. Uh, so I think this is before they started doing digital blood. So I think, yeah, every single thing yeah, did, yeah. It was, was, pr- it, yeah.
3: It's a lot of, lot of squibs, a lot of like high pressure, high volume squibs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean,
3: <laughs> but like, it's a Mel Gibson film. Shit.
2: There's going to be explosions of blood. So yeah, it's uh yeah. And
3: then, so, yeah, I mean, it was unrealistic in that sense, but it was more believable than a CG fucking. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Any day.
3: You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like, I can forgive that. A hundred times over a fucking season It's
2: really a lot of blood instead of
0: it looks like shit.
3: Right. <laughs> like, it's just you know? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's excessive. But at least it's it's actually fluid yeah. coming out of yeah. a squib. And it looks more, it, it's still like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We know it's fucking miniatures. It's fake. It still looks more real than the fucking prequels. Absolutely. Right?
0: I don't know. That's a real Tom Tom.
2: <laughs> it was actually in front of a camera. So yes, it was real. Yeah. And so, but like, They're you know selling I mean? like, the head it, you at you the
1: prop s- store right now. You can go buy that on the auction.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. it must be like that thing But no, like no. Used like it in Godfather. Big. Oh, that that. Blo- oh, okay. Blo- the close up. The close up one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I thought you meant the stop motion. No, 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 no. <laughs> Like
1: the big, the big one that's like human size. Um. Okay.
3: Th- t- sorry, Mike was saying something. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say it. like that is um, that's still better in my opinion than CG any day, and it it's a shame that like. That shit has gotten so expensive, so expensive to do that CG is cheaper now. And it's like, fuck. Well, it shows. It's like, yeah. why don't you just go I ahead? I was going
2: to say, I mean, like, yes, it's cheaper, but at what cost? I mean, like, it's, you
3: know. Right, exactly. That's the thing is like, would you rather just spend the extra, if you've got it in the budget, right? Would you rather just spend the extra couple tens of thousands of bucks out of your 30, 40 million dollar budget? to make it look believable and real versus just a shitload of CG. And in this film, they didn't do the CG on the blood. Like I couldn't, if they did, it was again, very believable. Even with the planes, if they did, it was such, it was for such a split second and it was whatever that it was believable. And I couldn't tell. So that's the only time
2: I could tell. Um, I think the shots of the, uh, the planes taking off from the, uh, uh, from the i was the, gonna go say off the, I, I was gonna yeah. say it's
1: the pl- it's the shots of the planes going off and on carriers yeah and that was then, the only time and, i could sense and, and it, then like. there's also a couple shots of the helicopters coming down okay like a forced perspective shot something that would require them to pass close to a camera that's all cg and
3: okay and, yeah. And, yeah yeah okay yes yeah. yes but here's the thing is it was done in a way where it's like you believe right, it because they're zooming because past and it has like right and there was also practical shots before and yes. after so where yeah. yeah okay and, yeah no, yeah, that's yeah, i see and, that now. and that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. you yeah. got
2: to make your effects work. you got to mix them together that's like the this
3: and to
1: and to i guess to write to start up a conversation on something of this nature there is a thing that we have to take into perspective like in the sense of doing something like that now back then though those helicopters were a about 35 to 40 years old now they're looking at about 60 years old
4: Mm -hmm. and
1: i don't know about i I don't know about you i don't want to get into a fucking 60 year old helicopter
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's got aluminum (laughs) yeah
1: like like yeah like i i got in one oh fuck almost 20 years ago and yeah i (laughs) I'll, i'll i'll be very quick with my story i was my first year doing 29th reenacting, I was in full D-Day invasion gear at a at an event. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. It was somewhere on the east coast. They don't do it anymore. It's not Reading. It was some other one. And a an old an old uh, they were they had Huey rides, and this Vietnam <laughs> pilot guy was was f- taking people on rides, and he saw me. He saw like the yin yang. He's like, oh, 29th. Huh? I'm like, yeah. He goes. And we just started up a conversation. He's just staying next to it. I thought he was just some dude. And he we were talking, he's just like, Well, hey, I got a ride coming up. Do you want to get in? And I'm like, um, can we do that? He's like, I'm the pilot, I can do that. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. And he's like, Yeah, like fuck it. He's like, he's like, Yeah, you, he's like, You're you're old enough. Just hold on to this and we'll fill it up. So I'm literally not even strapped in, I'm holding on to the side. And he yep, I'm yep. The doors are full open And he's got all the spectator All the people who've paid Like in like super harnesses And I'm on the end with an M1 Like in my right On my right side Holding on with my left yep. And he's just He just he, Of course Like we start up And he puts on like Fucking fortunate sun And like uh, Like all the <laughs> things And he just starts flying And he flies low And when he's mm. uh, So I'm in full G-Day gear Hanging out the window <laughs> Like this And he's just like, are you ready for a bank? I'm like, please don't fucking do my side. And he just does my side and he goes, boom, I, yeah, but you can do it. You oh can do my it. God. I, and I'm scared of heights. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was, same. I was shitting myself the whole time, but it was amazing.
3: But he fucking knows. Cause he actually carried a shit. Oh yeah. Of and he, gear. and he
1: banked it you know? and he banked it. And we pivoted on that thing. It was the closest I'll ever get to the real thing. It was, am- That's it fucking was awesome. really awesome. Thinking back on Yo. it, I was shit terrified.
3: <laughs> That's what well, makes it awesome. I, 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 I. <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos of like I mean, um, verbatim, guys that we were like,
1: soldiers banking of the thing like the LZ. Right, like yeah, he and they did the full. There's night videos. Guys.
3: I'll I'll post them to you guys uh later on. But there's videos of like um Vietnam vet pilots that you know the modern Hueys that they're they're flying, they have all the digital shit, you know, put in there because modern FAA rules mm-hmm. and all that shit. But like um the one guy I was watching a video on the one guy is like, he takes it up and then he goes, do you want to take the, the yoke? And he goes, yeah. And he just fucking goes <laughs> like there was nothing missed. And he goes, well, we didn't have all this shit. It was all analog or it was all dials and shit, but like, okay, tell me what it is and I'll, I'll go <laughs> for it. Just fucking goes, give her, gives her nuts, you know? <laughs> and like, it's like, yeah, these guys, like they, they had so many hours in training, in combat. And it's like muscle memory. It's like riding a bike. Little rusty at first, and then bam! Right, yeah. and this guy was just fucking it's, yeah, flying it, it, right above the trees. It was amazing. There's
2: the collective, <laughs> you know. No, it's not. um, yeah. Uh, of course, we've all seen you know Apocalypse now. Um, Robert Duvall's character Kilgore in that you know he's the as uh, the Cav and everything. Um, he uh, I watched an interview with him where he was talking about when he was when he was uh, preparing for that role. He interviewed a bunch of helicopter pilots who were in Vietnam, and he said that he, he was like you know. Speechless at some of the stuff that they told him that they would do.
3: They're fucking nuts. Yeah, that, these guys are fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah, he
2: said that like they, it was. They yeah. were like daredevils, just you know, performing stunts yep. sometimes. I, you I know? mean, I I mean,
1: I was terrified for falling out of my own incompetence. I was not terrified of him flying. Like, right. Like I had right. full confidence. Like I was like the way he maneuvered that. I was like, oh, you know right. your shit. Like
3: well, that's the thing is like that's the good thing about a pilot is like he knows yeah. what it's like to be in the back too because he's yeah. in the back and. Um, really quick before we'll get back on this, but like a tangent is uh a good friend of mine that I used to have, he's he's dead now, but like um Duncan Campbell. That guy was a crew chief on a UH-1 resupply helicopter. Um, he was stationed at Long Bin in the first aviation brigade. And he said, Those pilots, he goes, They're fucking crazy, <laughs> but they're awesome. He goes, they do anything. And he's like one time he was, they were, they were flying a resupply mission just with ammo and like rations and shit like that and water. And all of a sudden they see this like white street coming up at them and they're like, oh, fucking an RPG. And so the, the pilot just banks left hard immediately. And Duncan said he was sitting in the door like you were, he was holding on and he saw that fucking thing and it went through the rotors <laughs> oh, in between. And then they're like. All right, we're good. And then they just went in it. They resupplied the guys, and he's a crew chief, so he's like in charge of everything on there, including the people. And he's like, <gasps> "Okay, yep, okay, okay." No time to react. These yeah. guys, these guys are fucking crazy. He's like, the pilots are crazy, but he's like, they're some of the most talented fucking people I've ever met in my life. He's like, it was so fun. Yeah. He's like, when we weren't getting shot at, it was really fun. To
1: to to, to kind of go off that subject, I mean, and to kind of talk about the the movie as a whole, in the sense, it's like, do is there another movie? Yeah. That emphasizes right. on Huey's and Cavs.
3: And and the, the balls they have when they were told to... It's a hot LZ. Mm-hmm. When you hear that as a helicopter pilot, you go, we're going to get shot at, and we're going to be the biggest fucking targets on that place. Do we go in? And those guys were like, yep, we got to get these guys supplies. We got to get new guys in, and we got to get these guys out. To, to, the to, balls. To, to, to,
1: to, to, I guess, is, is there another movie... Is there another movie that emphasizes on on Huey's no. in Vietnam though? That's my I, uh, that's my that's my thought though because I don't th- not, I can't think I've of seen. one other than this.
0: Only um that twenty minute sequence from yeah Marcos the the, Marcos the of close. rise of Valor right yeah, um, yeah 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 that's, that whole calf scene but that's,
3: that, the that's the just close air support though at that point that's like they're just but
0: but but they emphasize a Huey attack and force that's like, like like I mean that's the only thing that yeah. ever comes yeah that, that's, the that's alien, a,
3: you're right It's so, the only thing that comes close like because everything else is the helicopter yep and you know.
0: And here comes the support.
3: And it's like, yeah, the helicopter is a means of getting in, getting out. But they don't show like what a hot LZ looks like when the guys, no. w- the guys on the on the, on the ship know we're not touching down. We have to jump as soon as as soon as they stop going down, we jump. You know that, like they knew that, and they did that. And it's like there's no communication. Like they just know. But it's it's so chaotic. I mean, it's yeah. The one uh, the
0: one funny thing I did think of though was. Have you guys seen Scrubs?
3: Yep. Way back when. So, Bill Kelso? Yeah,
0: You know, fucking, there's one episode where they talk about how he's a Vietnam vet. It's like, oh, the chopper used to hover 10 feet above me. and I used to leap into him. My calves were amazing. <laughs> I mean, the whole episode, he's like jumping
4: on shit. Like, fuck, yeah. It's fucking hysterical.
0: But can when they when they said like we're in, it's a hot LZ. I just for some reason I just thought of Bill Kelsey. <laughs> Um Yeah,
4: like, yeah. I mean, bring yeah. it back. It, Go so, ahead. sorry Go ahead,
2: Well,
1: Nate. I was just going to say just to talk about Ooh. the movie in the sense of of what it focuses on, and I guess to to bring it full circle full circle is what I think it does really well on. I think it really, really, really does a great a great summary of an of showcasing the new the new technology of cav infantry in a helicopter. And 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 it really, really defining that moment of that of that technological leap within the whole battlefield. I also think it also does a really, really good job of showing what we said, hot LZs jumping from the helicopters, those guys and the balls they had to deliver supplies, to get wounded out, to medevac, to bring ammo, to do everything like that is the lifeblood or that is the vein of sustaining a unit. T- stuck in the middle i mean it's it's like you know instead of c47 or um not c47s in in world war Two. well how would they supply if someone was isolated they would they would drop like like it would be they would, would drop, it be c47s like, or like bombers that would drop supplies. yeah i can't remember
3: no it'd be it be, be c47s, c-47s both, both. Like uh, yeah yeah, yeah, both. yeah so like yeah. a, a it, quick
1: yeah. l- can go low light and fast easy sneak in sneak out. Hopefully. The the only thing is that I think with a with a non traditional army like the uh, Viet Cong and MVA, you know the 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 getting out of the air was very very easy, you know. And so I think I think it's it's this is me talking my ass. I I think it's a very very interesting way of showcasing all of those events
2: within that time period of of really showcasing that whole thing as a whole. Well, I and talking about the helicopter pilots, honestly, I think Greg Kinnear might be my favorite character in the movie. Um, you know, he, he uh his, his whole thing with him flying the copters and stuff like that, and then uh um that that stuff I found to be really interesting and really well done.
3: Normally you know. you're talking Crandall? Yeah, Crandall. No- yeah. Normally splitting yeah. the
2: storyline mm-hmm. like that
1: is kind of dangerous because you kind of mm-hmm. get so spread out. Like again, the home this front This is an epic, yes. Yeah, the, the home front I I agree to an extent should be in there to some extent not. Uh kind of what I had it for. You, it's dangerous territory in the movie to split in like i would have to say in this case almost four fronts you mm-hmm. have you know how more you have the isolated squad you have the home front you have the and then you have the pilots it's very advantageous yeah. to go that wide even though it's not wide in the sense of like over the, globe, and you also over have, the continent but it's a lot of you also plot. have
2: the you also have the Vietnamese forces. Right, and, so five, uh, yeah. five or six, And you know, and maybe things, yeah. to a lesser extent Barry Pepper's character right, the reporter. Right. Right, Um, yeah, but uh and I, which and is something I, else and, I want to I talk about. And I think
1: that's because they're commu comula- comula- oh, that's not a word. They're trying to take all different uh research and resources and throw it into one movie. And I I think that's where yeah. it comes from, yeah. Um, but but yeah, um I I guess, you know, if we if we're past the um the the kind of the the helicopters and stuff. I mean... Uh,
0: well, just one thing on that. Oh, go ahead. We'll no, get ahead. to it. We had it, but then we lost it. When well, we eventually do danger uh, close again.
2: Well, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring that up. I'm oh, sorry. Well, just the one helicopter
0: <laughs> sequence thing. Uh, again, like in that film, remember they were like kicking ammo out of the fucking helicopter. They weren't even landing. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. They were turning on its side and shit. And it's like, I wonder if that oh, happened yeah. in this battle. Because the Ladrang and... um Fucking uh what was that? Uh, oh it was a plantation. I forget which one it was. But uh you know those two battles, they happened within a year of each other and they were I, very I, similar. Are you talking
1: about are you talking about the 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 Danger zone, battle scenario. There we go. Danger close.
3: Danger yeah, Close. Yeah, it's like it's that, was 66. that was sixty six. That was sixty six, correct?
0: The Australians stumble upon a fucking division, and then the Americans. So. But that was sixty six, correct? Yeah, I believe it was sixty six. Yeah, yep. but so it was still yeah, like, I it was think so too. A year, you know, and it's it's just interesting
2: because you know the, the, these two movies, the same thing. Th- this and Danger Close are very similar, and one of the things is that they're trying to show Vietnam in a different way. They're trying to stray away 68. from all of the bad stuff you know <laughs> if that if, if i can say that word um which uh which, this reminded me a lot of uh, fighting somebody else just the bored.
3: culture it, it's not the bad stuff it's just the cultural the shit. cultural shit and yeah
2: yeah that, that's what i mean
3: because you actually get it like uh Brian, I'll disagree with you it didn't happen in 68 it started happening in 67 a lot what it really did oh, in the shift? u.s the cultural oh, shift
0: oh, oh for sure but just in my head and then Tet t- the... was the boiling yeah, point Tet was like it's, it's that like Green was Fatigue it. Army, and then it's Fuck the Army, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's just a general mistake. But, no, it Well, and the, and the Fuck before. the Army thing –
4: 67,
0: yeah, it was a trans- you know, Summer Love.
3: It did, but, like, we, here's the thing is, like, in 65 in the U.S., you got these guys that have joined. They volunteered. They weren't drafted, okay? So they were a professional army. We'll call it that, right? Just like the British had in the First World War and the Second World War. They you get this professional army, and they go against another professional army, and it's like, well, there's no clear winner. Not good. Your first battle, you take a shitload of casualties. You inflict a shitload of casualties. Nothing gets solved. There's no outcome. Okay, and then then on the home front, you start to get this like, well, why are we there then? Guys are coming back. Uh, people are seeing this on the news. It's like, well, what are we gaining? What what, what are we actually doing? The questions aren't being answered again this part is not comparable to world one world war two but like um the professional army part is the same but like then you start getting guys that are like okay fuck this i'm out and then okay the draft happens and it's like okay cool i'll go and serve my country because my country said it's the right thing to do and then by 60 late 67 it's like what the fuck are we doing here what are we doing? And then 68, you know, Ted happens, and that's a real fucking kick in the balls. And then it's like, well, the home front loses all fucking confidence. Your guys that are being drafted and, and, or most of the, most people in Vietnam and the US actually did enlist. The draft was like, it's not like everybody was drafted. So we can go into that on a different thing. I've already made videos about this and whatever. Because they enlisted because they were like, I just want to get it fucking over with. Okay. Uh, my, Right, my, my uncle was one of them. I have an uncle who joined the army because he didn't want to be drafted. Or no, he was drafted, but he somehow was able to get out of that infantry role and like do another job. But like, it was like a lot of guys just enlisted. They're like, I just want to do my fucking time, get the fuck out, and not have to do this. And a very small percentage of the US military was sent to Vietnam. The ones who were, morale just was not good. By about 69. I know a lot of guys in Germany. And they
0: were like, I'm a Vietnam vet, technically. Era. Yeah, my other
3: uncle. Yeah. The uncle I was just talking about, his brother, um, but he 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 wouldn't have gotten out of it. And it's funny because my my uncle was in the fifth infantry division. Okay, and they were the ones that were sent rock. to kind of stopgap after like Khe happened, you know, in sixty eight or sixty seven rather. Of Contheon, they're up north. No, he he was running on the fucking U.S. Army's running team, like their athletic team, because he was such a good runner. He ran like a five and a half minute mile, so he never went to Vietnam. But he also went to Pussed out. Yeah. If they, if they would have said you're going to Vietnam, he would have gone there. He just never did. And then my other uncle, he got drafted and then he weaseled his way out and became a meteorologist in the army, which is fun. But uh, that was in like 67 or 68. And my uncle, my other uncle was in like 66 and whatever, like, so, but anyway, uh, no, it, it's very interesting. Like the whole atmosphere that had changed because so to, to, to comment on i'm pretty sure nate said like the whole patriotism shit and michael you, you brought this up too like the whole patriotism shit at that point yes there would have been some of that and some of the brainwashing of like rah rah because the leftovers of world war ii korea was never happened of course you know with these guys it never happened so they didn't really think about that but like um a lot of that shit is, is a boil over from world war ii of like I'm happy I could die for my country, which the line was cheesy as fuck. I, I will give you that. It's the delivery and more then, than anything for me. It's let's the, it's the delivery and the way. It's yeah. the way it's Come so, well, on, guys,
0: to let's get him. We can get out of here. Well, <laughs> that's, a fucking, that's, a, that's a bad lieutenant for you right there. So I, I can see that happening.
2: But, hey, bad lieutenant.
3: Well, done, and here's like, the thing is like that That I actually did like. Like yeah. in training, you can see like that's a good leader right there. He's checking on his guys. He's like, yeah, fucking, you know, get, get fresh socks, powder your feet, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, that's a good leader. And then, you know, Plumley, who, uh, Halmore and Plumley were like real characters. And Plumley was a, a badass. fucking badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In real life, like that guy, fucking World War II, Korea, he's one of the very few people that has a CIB third award. <laughs> so he was in combat as an infantryman for three fucking wars. And so he's got two stars above his combat infantry. Traditionally, it's, it's like
0: 25 days of sustained combat. I believe It was like-
3: thirty in World War Two, and then yeah. um, in Korea, it got changed. In you know, like the late forties, got changed to uh, you a
0: month on the line. Fire three
3: different wars. Like no, 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 no. It's no, 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 no. The combat infantry badge. Uh, so it became in like Korea, it was you were engaged by the enemy and you returned fire. That kind of shit, and that's kind of how the standard has yeah. been since then. The so the the third award is so there's different. Times of conflict. So World War II is one like kind of conflict, right? Korea was categorized as a separate conflict. Vietnam was a third. And then you got like Panama, Grenada, fucking all that shit in the 70s and 80s. And then you've got that actually that was all mixed in with uh the first Gulf War. And then you get the Global War on Terror, which is another theater. So I actually know quite a few guys with CIB second awards. Because they were in the first Gulf War, and then they went to Iraq or Afghanistan and were in combat again as infantrymen. So to have a third award, though, it's very fucking difficult because after Vietnam, those conflict time periods of qualification were so spread out. You know, there's a lot of guys. Most of the guys that had the third award were in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam as infantrymen, right? And you know, it. it I don't want to say it's easier because it's not the word I'm looking for, but like. It was more common to find that versus now. If you see a guy with a CIB second award, you know, the star above the wreath, it's like, Jesus, that guy's been around. So, um, but anyway, uh, Plumlee is one of the very few people that got the third award. And his third award was awarded at the Battle of Yadrang in 65. So that motherfucker was insanely cool. And he was also a hard ass, but for a reason. He had seen it all. He's been through it all. Four he knows. He knows the young guys. More.
0: Yeah, he knows what he's
3: doing. <laughs> yeah, four combat jumps. Then he went to Korea. Yep. Got in in the
1: 82nd, right?
0: Yep.
3: In World War II, he was yep. in the 82nd. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, he did uh, Sicily, Salerno, Normandy, and Holland. Friday,
0: 505th. Had to be 505th. Yep.
3: And and then he went to uh, I don't I don't know what unit he was in in Korea. Uh, I don't know if he did he a combat jump RCTs. there. I don't.
0: 187th or something. Yeah,
3: Google. yeah, but I don't know if he did a combat jump, but like he was still in Korea and the, got a CID second 51 award 51, there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Plumley was, um, that was a hell of a guy. Dude, if he'd have been my Sergeant Major, I'd have been like, ah, fuck. <laughs> ah, fuck. We're going to be working hard. Because <laughs> he, he legitimately, he's one of the old school guys of like, I know how it is. It's not fun. You guys got to fucking be ready for it. <laughs> you know? And yeah, but anyway, uh so they actually uh Sam Elliott did an okay job. Um uh, there's a lot of people that were like, you know, Plumley wasn't that gruff and like kind of aggressive. I believe he was more like a
0: I think Sam Elliott, the actor and the family got really close though. Yeah, I was gonna
1: I, I yeah, mean, yeah. not 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 to counter what you said, because I mean everyone's interpretation yeah. can be a little bit different, but from what I understand, yeah, he got very close weatherman He got yeah, he got very close with uh with with Pum with Pum fuck. Plumley, uh, because he died in 2012, so they were pretty close for yeah. a while.
2: Um,
3: yeah, and he and Samuel, it's a, a method, he's kind of a method actor and like wants to know what he's doing. He's a really good actor, even I, I uh, yeah. My
2: own, my only criticism with his, with that character is that he's kind of, he's kind of supposed to be like the comic relief at times, it seems. Well, he's the, um, he's, the, the he's the grumpy old, right? Yeah, great generation that, countering the whole, you know, hippie rebellion.
1: Right, yeah. So
2: that that <laughs> part of it, I was just like, I wish they kind of made that a little different. But uh, well, it, either it, way, either way, Sam Elliott did, did a fine job. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It's it's so funny
1: to to think of Sam Elliott without a mustache.
2: Yeah, he, he looked <laughs> naked. Yeah. yeah, like he looked naked. Yeah, like
1: I I can only ever see him as the 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 dude's uh bar bar buddy and uh tombstone like that's and it the, yeah and the the older brother in tombstone yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> same same reason why like i can actually see bill paxton without a mustache but then when he's in he has a mustache and tombstone it's always so jarring because in aliens he doesn't have that yeah aliens
2: are predators yeah um
3: yeah no similar you're, you're right he, he did a good job and um he he did He's a professional actor. He's an old school actor. So he did the research. And got as close as he possibly could. Even Barry
1: and, Pepper surprises me in this because this is writing well, a ride off of Saving Private Ryan.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Well, I was gonna say like yeah. when it comes to yeah. like I think all of the actors in this are good. Um, I think my only problems when it comes to anything what comes in the writing and directing is in terms of like lines and stuff like that. But I think all the actors are solid. Like I like actually I th- I think Mel Gibson does good as as oh uh, yeah no more no no. no he more? does yeah. he does really yep.
1: well. Do you um did you recognize a lot of uh. A now very, I guess, predominant famous actors. I saw movie. John Hamm in there, John which I was Hamm, surprised. <laughs> um, we had talked. I think yep. we had talked about this when we did it the first time, but John Ham. I can't remember the guy, but he was he's in the Marvel Marvel movies. He's the Shield. Um, mm. the the Shields. Um, uh, oh God, what's it? What's Agent Coulson in Marvel movies? That he's in that. Um, okay. There's a bunch of like small names in here that that really blew up. And it's very, very interesting to see. Con- I mean, everyone has their first start and cool things, but it's John very- Ham. We, no, th- oh, okay. well, well, yeah, we said that. Thank. we already said that. see what happens one, when yeah. you go yeah. to get your dinner. Dude, you he's miss so young. John Hamm. So, it's, a, yeah. it's amazing how
0: young he is. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. He, I don't think he. I don't think he was too good in this film, to be honest. <laughs> John Ham, I, I thought he. Even I didn't even. He, yeah, I mean, well, he only
1: has like four speaking roles, but remember, I know, but he just he doesn't
3: fit in this. Well, but again, you know. we were just saying like everybody's got to have their start yeah. somewhere. Oh no,
1: for sure, and, it's a great start. But it, he's yeah.
3: just look, not
4: cut out
0: for
1: look, Brian, stuff. Brian, he has a massive yeah. cock, so yeah. it doesn't have to matter about you know. <laughs> about, you know <laughs> well,
0: well, I was like, is this the origin story? Yeah, it's it's like, just actually, the is this what was yeah. happening while I wasn't on? Amazon? They call him the
1: stallion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have established he's a jet setter, and you can fly to Vietnam in like two
1: days. It's the start of Mad Men, all right? So it's like,
2: um. Hey, hey, cool. <laughs> um, but uh what was i gonna say uh, sorry Barry i distracted Pepper, you with the massive you, you distracted me with john ham's massive wang yeah, there you go. um
1: but uh is
0: that confirmed uh,
1: yeah it's <laughs> business casual and madman go
2: go through some still frames it's like a fucking python <laughs> I, I i just remember there was like some photos of him walking down the street that were taken candidly and you could see like his, oh, yeah. his it's cock like, through his it's, pleated it's like pants,
1: full on schwang. Like it's like a it's like a baby's arm
2: holding an apple. <laughs> Quote that full on <Blonde laughs> schwang. Fucking Na- fucking Pringles yeah, can yeah, up yeah. in this
4: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Go ahead and <laughs> Google John Hammond's cock. You'll you'll, you'll rule thirty four. Um, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. yeah. I trust you. Jamie, Jamie. look it up. Jamie <laughs> Barry Pepper uh, as uh, Joe Galloway. Like I actually like that a lot because that. That element to, like, the reporter, you know, and stuff, I actually, I always like that. Like, they do that same thing in Generation Kill, and um, I always like that kind of civilian perspective, you know, coming in to try and understand what's going on. Um, oh,
0: yeah. No, it's, I don't
2: know if Joe Galloway actually picked up a rifle and killed people, but uh, I, know that, <laughs>
0: yeah, um, he, I know that... that I
2: got uh, a signed book from him, yeah. I looked it up. He actually did help uh people like wounded guys like get on helicopters and such.
3: Yeah, that, that's what the official story is. Like, um, it would not surprise me how much of a colossal goat fuck LZ X ray was mm-hmm. if he actually had to. I don't know, I don't know if Plumley came up and like threw him a rifle, you know, that whole thing. That might have been for Hollywood, but like that seemed very Hollywood. I do love that shot like,
1: though. He's like, You're not gonna do that much You're good down here, son. and the bolts are going like <laughs> Like they actually had like practical like you know tree snaps. Yeah, like that yeah, was actually, cool. yeah, shit. Like, like
3: yeah, Plumley, like Plumley and and uh, uh, Hal Moore, like those guys have been in combat. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like they're going to be like I need I, to fucking I, get these guys. I moving. will say
1: the hip fire fucking Call of Duty thing turning around. That that's that, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you miss One thing. and
1: now you're shish kebobbed, All right. <laughs>
2: like, another thing, another element that I t- that I do like in the movie though is, that, and we talked about this, is that like. Except for Hal Moore and um, Plumley, there are no veterans, and everyone is. This is their. Well,
3: there, are, there are, there are, there, there are like a lot of the. Um, they get killed very quick, mm. uh, but like a lot of the um, uh, platoon sergeants and squad leaders, they've got combat patches on. Okay, and so they went to Korea you, you, too. Yep, Pride Korea. Okay. Yep.
2: Okay, and Rico. and there was
3: one guy that there, there was one of the captains that had a special forces patch on. So that guy was with the advisors previously it's in some capacity and that's the guy that like is tasked to go out and get that platoon that's missing yeah i remember
2: that you had that that uh, and uh
3: yeah. but yeah yeah so if they got a patch on their right shoulder that means they've done a tour or they've been in combat like with a different unit before you know and that, that's why like Hal Moore wears the 7th id plumley wears the 82nd mm-hmm. and you can see other guys like uh platoon sergeants and shit wearing like 7th id 101st airborne you know all that shit okay uh, combat patches so it's like there were there were some guys who had experience but like just like Hal Moore and, and Plumley, they were vulnerable right you know they're, cool they're the
0: just as vulnerable ID as patch. everyone else you never see yeah. that anywhere so well that was the last
3: time they were yeah that was the thing that was the last time they were deployed en masse and then they were disbanded in 91 with the um the downsizing of the military just like the 9th ID you know all that shit uh, they were, they were, uh, they no they ceased to exist after 91. Yeah. Between 91 and 93. So
2: still though, what I do love is that like, there are no characters who are like, well, let me tell you. So you get used to the country and stuff like that. There's right, none of that. Right. And, um, uh, there's, there's one part early in the battle where, uh, the, the radio op is just like. <laughs> going nuts and uh how more because he's like whoa whoa calm the fuck calm down. down yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that a lot because you can tell he and that then, and then his fucking flashlight like gets nailed right it. yeah he's like oh shit but like i
3: love that because yep. he's just like he understands he, he's he knows what the
2: environment is like
3: you know But he's been there he's done right. it, he's like you gotta calm the fuck down and like just say what needs to be said mm-hmm. I know it's stressful without saying that. Yes. Like, that's what he's saying when he goes, hey, calm the fuck down. He's saying, I know it's stressful, dude. I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. You just got to do your it's job. Kind like, yeah. It's kind of and like Plumley
1: we'll, and or Mel Gibson and Sam Elliott's characters are like the rock that holds them down, obviously, because they have that.
3: And yeah. th- that, that's how actually good, solid leaders lead by experience should be. By, yeah. They should be. In the military, uh, that's very rare to find that. And again, I'll, I'll reiterate, that's the only reason I think that any American got out of that fucking valley alive is because those two. I really do. And again, after this battle, this is the first battle they were in. They went on and did a whole fucking year. Plumley and, and, and Moore. Yeah. He was a colonel like, when like he that's, got out. Like of that's the first thing, work.
1: hitting that conflict and being swarmed as you much are, get you know, dust yourself off and go on another one.
3: Well, that's the thing is like, that was their first, that was their first engagement. And because Hal Moore was a nerd and historian, he, he knew what had happened in the past in different battles. He knew it was not going to be the same. He knew it was going to be totally different because it was, again, we've got helicopters now. These guys have AKs, they have RPGs, they have machine guns. It's not going to be, you know, fucking, they, I think they were trying to like kind of replicate Dien Bien Phu in, in the beginning, but like, Whatever it is, what it is. But like, and then he's looking at Custer's last stand when that was a total other thing that was colossally fucked. But that's when um Custard you know when he's like I just what... Yeah, Custer was a pussy. Well, the reason Plumley said that is because Custer was a fucking idiot as well. He was an idiot, and and Hal Moore was not. And that's that's kind of what you know. I don't know if he actually said that to him in real life. He probably said Custer was an idiot but like to make the movie a little bit more funny. Like again, like Michael said, the comic, like relief a, comic a little relief, bit, yeah. but it's like, no, Custer was a fucking idiot and it was known. And Hal Moore was a very well-researched, very articulate, very smart guy. And I think a lot of the, um, the showing him and Plumley, but like mainly him shows the anxiety, the, the crippling anxiety that a battalion level leader has. Cause you've got, As a battalion commander at that point, you've got about 400, 500 guys underneath your command. He had 400 roughly. And it's like, that's a lot of guys that you are responsible for. And you know that some of those guys are going to get hurt. Some of those guys are going to get killed, but you have to deal with that and like keep your composure. And that's why, so we'll transition really quick and talk about the home front. I was about about to lead
1: off into that. Yeah, if
3: you want, yeah. Okay, yes. So when he's leaving... He he cannot sleep. I could not sleep either in that position. I, I, I'd i be like, there's no fucking way. But you have to keep your family life, which is insane. Like when they're in that chapel and they're going, how do you be a soldier and a dad? And like, I hope one makes me better at the other. Actually, a pretty good line. Whoever wrote that, decent. Um, whether they said that or not, irrelevant. But like when they're sitting there and they just got anxiety, it's like. It shows that like this guy cares. And he's not in it for him. That's the thing is like a lot of leaders in the military are in it for them and how they can look better and how they can make rank and this and that. This guy was one of the few guys, I'd say about 20% of officers throughout military history, U S military history that actually was like, fuck, I'm taking these boys into combat. I've been there myself. I know what's about to happen. These guys don't. And I really just don't want them to die. And I, I want to minimize all the fatalities and, and, I, I did like that aspect on there and the home life shows that because he's distracted, even at that like dance. Right. So we're doing like the, the, the farewell dance and they're just kind of having the officers and senior enlisted there. He's off talking to the, you know, whoever the fuck that is. The he's a major general. I don't know what the fuck he would have been commanding, but like, and he's going, you're taking a third of my guys away and you're sending us there to do this, this, and this. Yeah, I know. And he goes, like hmm. he knows. And it's just, I like, I like the way that they, they put him in that light. So I'm sorry. I've been ranting for a while. No,
1: it's fine. I mean, I, I I think I, I won't go down the whole um, thing I talked about earlier and I talked about last time. I think, I think, you know, the, the basic, I think focus of the home front needs to be the tension of, will I receive a letter or not? And I think that is very well done. And I think it does a very good job of that. And, you know, those, those taxi drivers were, you know, I I knew I actually knew someone who had to do that, and I actually knew someone who, as a kid, had to do that in um in uh in World War II. I can't remember. But Brian, I think you and I had the similar story, right? Yeah. Sorry, you're chewing. I'll let Western you. Western Union. Yeah.
0: They used to have like tell. They used to have like bicycle kids yep. that would come out and deliver it. Yeah. And they had like a green uniform on. And they were usually kids, you know, because the war and everything. So I remember reading this one story of this kid who like middle of the country like milwaukee or whatever i don't know could be kansas somewhere but that was his job and he hated it did it for a year between like you know 44 and 45 And he said that he would get to doors and women would look out to like the screen and just yell at him like get away from me you're not here no like you know and just, just this yep. sight would be enough because what the fuck else they're bringing you know not a recipe or something the, you know? the, the,
2: the funny thing is is that like you can't blame anyone in that situation you can't blame him for hating that job and you can't blame those people for feeling that way no. you know it's just it's and the, that's just, it's, the f-
1: it's, it's it's the grief tied to the position it's got to come out somewhere some along right.
2: the line yeah so like i yes i feel bad for that guy when he says i'm just trying to do this job ma'am you know and stuff like that but at the same time like i totally get why she's pissed off at him you know and during that scene in the movie where right yeah. well, i think
0: my favorite part of that one was the last one or not the last, but the one she gives to the other, uh, you know, lieutenant's husband. She's like, "Oh, Moore got hit," and then because you, nope. you never think it happens to you, <laughs> right? Yeah. It? it can't happen to you until it happens to you. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really great. The
2: she was part like, with oh, the Moore
0: husband, you know.
2: The part with the sassy black woman. I didn't really. Uh, uh, that part was just. I, I think didn't, I didn't feel that. That that was just kind of goofy to me uh what well, was a goofy i don't, i don't know just the way she would she reacted i, th- I, I just think didn't, uh... i th- are you reacting to the to the
1: meaner i i don't i don't think you can uh that that worked for you well well yeah cuz i mean grief is not a cookie cutter release you know mm-hmm. it it can be whatever it, it manifests itself out to be i actually think it's more poignant because it's not cliche it's it's not normal it's it's grief can manifest itself in very different ways of of release and i think i think as long as i think as long as that emotion is conveyed i don't think the matter i don't think the, the the method of releasing it is too too ridiculous or too crazy like okay. if she st- if she came out and just started slapping him and going you know i don't know spanking him on the ass and pulling on his pants and yeah maybe that's not a great way to expose your grief but like you know i think i think you know i think that release is perfectly normal and i think anyone's interpretation of what they feel like they would do in that moment is completely fine
2: well what um you said that okay so when you say that the home front part of the movie doesn't really click for you, the, but uh, you're talking about the pre—I'm talking about like the stuff.
1: pre, yeah, like like okay, like but, so building because the, the, the par- what right. they're trying to do is they're trying to build up those characters to be meaningful of of the emotion and the downfall and the, and the huge change in their world. I understand mm-hmm. what they're doing. I just it's not as impactful as to me as something very simplistic could be. You know, okay. you could build that character a little less you know, wife in the kitchen mentality. I guess I get another I army wives and stuff like that. And I know in the sixties it was kind of cookie cutter, but but just 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 the cle I the 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 the, the I understand they're trying to paint the night they're trying to paint the timeline of that era. And they're trying to make you understand the that segregation is like a new is a is a brand is a is a thing that's just ended at least recently you know, in to an extent. And I understand that. And that's fine. I just feel like it could be done. I think that part could be done a whole lot differently have been a lot more impactful than, Oh, I don't understand why I can't, you know, sort my laundry. Like that. that <sighs> I didn't
2: get that at all. It's like, don't you know what time period you live in? Like, right. And I think, I think that's what I, I think that's but what again, I all right, Hold, in hold before, on, right? hold
3: on, hold on. So this is Fort Benning. It's in Columbus, Georgia, right? Most of these people are not from the South. Most of these people are from Washington or the North. Fort Lewis is in Washington state. And so they might not have understood what that actually meant. And it might've been very new to them to go to the Southeast where that was still very prevalent in the sixties. Cause during this time it was 1964 and five, Right that shit has not been resolved yet it's it's on the cost but it's not been resolved so for somebody to be acting dumb and like what do you mean like that's that's fucking terrible because like they all know that like yeah my husband can be fucking sent to a war and killed and then you know whatever and yeah the delivery the writing probably could have been a little bit better I, i i won't argue with that I like that, think that's that, mainly it my it point,
1: yeah, my 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 my. But the idea of it, yeah. it
3: is not totally foreign because most people did not have to experience that in the '60s that were not from the southeast originally.
1: No, that is true. I would just say then. I guess my answer to that would be come up with a better fucking way to do it.
3: Yeah, ex- that that that's actually yeah. yeah. That I agree with you on. That. Then dumb nineteen sixties um, Karen. So. But to me, it's not it's not totally out of the realm of possibility for that to happen. Of somebody being like just kind of a no but i feel and, like i feel yeah. like
1: that could be a whole lot more impactful with a better subject and a better yeah. circumstance absolutely what that is yep. i do absolutely. not know i'm not a writer but they, i could say like that would be that would be what i would yep. want to change agree yeah agree yep
2: cool um i do like that they included uh you know um what's a uh, julia more um his wife um they included her in the whole thing because I, she in real life she did uh you know, like do stuff with grieving families, you know, of uh, people who have fallen in, in in war and things like that. So I think that's why they, you know, really put that part of, of the of the story in there, which I think is cool. So um, this movie really is an epic. There are a lot of sides to it. So uh, there's a lot of stuff to uh, to really look into. Um, I uh, well, what
3: she said, too, is like the, the, the U.S. Army wasn't ready for this. Uh huh you know, when she's talking about the the, the cab service whenever whatever, and it's like, nobody was ready for that, like, to just be thrown into another fucking war. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and then the, the letters, so. like, she gets one letter, you know, someone shows up with a letter, and then right after that, like, they start coming in by the stack, you know? Yeah. It's like, yep. fuck! I, um, I, yeah, go ahead, Brian. It was,
0: was interesting. <clears throat> um, so, you know, I've seen this film probably a handful of times, but at the end, Oh, it's interesting. I was reading the credits and stuff, and they had all the guys that had fallen, and I noticed that there was one guy that was from like a town five minutes away from me. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, you yeah, know, it's it's incredible how impactful this was and how widespread it was.
2: Well, uh, you know? and that um, too tall. Um, the the, the helicopter pilot uh, too tall. Oh. Um, he's buried here in Boise. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, really? Yeah,
4: yeah. Where <laughs> I live. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's just crazy, you know. And, and Like we're saying, you know, the army wasn't ready and stuff. I mean, the Marines landed in Da Nang in March or April of 65. And this is, what, September? You know, so this is this is our first... No, re- it's November. November, so November. yeah, so right before the end of the yep. year, this is our first incredible engagement. And then the war just takes off from here. You know, I mean, Docto is probably the next big thing a year and a half later that is like this. In any way, shape, yeah, you got, or form. Yeah,
3: yeah. Our lovely, you know, Commander-in-Chief, you know, Johnson, that's like, yeah, we'll just... We'll just send one more division, or two more divisions, or three more divisions, and people stopped caring. And then it was like, "Well, we're there in force."
0: I called Vietnamification.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Kissinger was a good part of that. Yeah. So, fun stuff. Um, really quick before we get into FDB, what did you guys not like? (laughs) Too much
0: brass, way too much shooting, and not enough dying.
3: Yeah. At some uh, points,
0: it was like the ratio was okay. But that was the the biggest theatrical thing, and it's cool. I get it. I love to shoot machine guns. No, they look awesome. That's the thing. But
3: dude, I get it. I think, honest to God, most Vietnam vets that I've talked to are like, we are now like, they're like, yeah, it was on semi, unless we were really fucked or had to lay down suppressive fire because we we needed to conserve ammo. So yeah, that that uh, yeah, I agree with you on that.
1: I um, I I what I didn't, I'll stay away from the home front of what I didn't like. Um, in terms of combat i wanted more 41s <laughs> but i'm biased um i mean yes, you I, again you know they had sks's uh, a lot of sks's a lot of ak porn um it's cool uh, seeing ppsh-41s uh, really ones. cool yeah yeah they had they had 41 they had 41s i didn't see them firing that much uh, mosin-nagants um mg and what yeah. i really liked was the mg34 but they never shot it yeah, showed them. Oh, getting... we
3: should we should get back on about the uh, French arms really quick now that oh, I, I'm. Now yeah.
1: Well, why why don't yep. we? Well, yeah, let's let's. Why don't we? Why don't we save this to when we get to an, on on the I, I, be IMTB. IMTB.
3: Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. That sounds good. Yeah, um, good call, dude. But yeah. um, to answer you, to, to kind of like rebut that or not rebut that, but like um, explain why is again this was the North Vietnamese army. They were the most well supplied. So any what the would North they Vietnamese would have 40. been so
1: supplied with? AK 47s SKS's. Yep,
3: AK AK's, uh, Type 56s, You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, AK's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, SKS's, and uh, they would have had forty ones and some Mosin Nagants. But like, they would have mostly. There are they're, they're, again, there 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 was like, a
1: ZB twenty six in there,
0: so <clears throat>
3: which is yeah. really between, cool
1: to see.
0: Between now and when we read this originally, I've read the book the. That was called? Em- we were soldiers, soldiers and weapons of war. Um, and uh, anyway, it talks all about Indochina and its fascinating stuff. And long story short to touch on those older weapons, Nathan. What happened was is that basically in the early Indochina period, when, you know, Vietman or Vietnam and everything were fighting, China had just ended the revolution. Right. And they were like, we have all these obsolete fucking guns we have to get rid of. Like, holy shit, this is a, a fucking nightmare. Like, let's get rid of them and let's move on. And then we have modern stuff. So where did they jump all their shit on? The Viet Minh,
1: You're right? Yeah. So
0: they had all the spares from the you know Chinese, uh, what do you call it, war, and also the same thing with North Korea. They did the same thing, like the whole Chinese, you know, uh, wave attacks in the Chosin Reservoir. That's all shit that they didn't like get rid of it, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. So that's where it starts to trickle in. Now the NVA didn't like use MG34s and stuff like that, but the local populace would have had that in the area from the original Viet Minh that were fighting, you know, twenty years before. They would have brought Soviet yes. weapons with them with the NVA. That's the big, the, the distinctive difference here. You know, um, Charlie is just a, a very wide term because you have the, the local populace that happened to be militants versus the trained for their, you know, trained northern fighters that usually were college age students or college students, and they did not know how to live in the jungle and they fucking hated it. It's very interesting. when You look into the real NVA,
1: and, and they kind of are showcasing that with that character that how more domes in the head with the band. right? <laughs> yes. Okay, what my my question to you is, and because uh, you guys are a lot more knowledgeable in this than I am, when they are showing uh, men in the black pajamas getting napalm yeah. in the field, is that Vietcong spliced that, with the NBA? It's like, supposed to that? be
3: Vietcong at that point in this battle. That's yeah. probably not likely. It's I
1: probably that. not. I is that just a cliche of yes. hiding white guy, that's white stuntmen running through yes. a field? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because
3: the, that it, it,
4: it, it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is early for it, but basically the, the NV had two uniforms they had in them. They had the khakis, or later on they had greens. It's very late. Yep. Um, or Which we saw this, in
1: Danger Close. Yeah,
0: or they had this local, yeah. you know, native, whatever, black pajama uniform to wear when you're doing your laundry. And because of the climate and stuff, guys would wear it. A lot of times you'd have like, you know, a mix, like, you know, khaki pants and a black t- whatever. That's fucking life. You're living in a jungle. So that's right. why a lot of the misconstrued comes because like, oh, we're shooting the guys in black pajamas. It's like, oh, they had to have big rice hats because they weren't wearing army uniforms. It's like, that could have just been guys right. that were doing their laundry and you fucking attacked them. or other thing. You know, it was hot that day. You know, so that's well,
3: that's where the trouble. The comes NBA around. wouldn't have rice hats with them. No, 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 no they wouldn't. Have,
0: but that's the yeah. problem with so NBA soldiers yes. were issued one set of black pajamas for camp wear and shit. So pajamas, that's, yeah, exactly. That's where yep, the, the exactly. difference comes. Yep. So okay,
1: yeah, because I was curious because they cause they, did, they did they did come up. Yeah, like, mainly notes, mainly they ma- mainly they were coming up in the giant open fields. They rice weren't coming yes. up in the woods. That's
0: my note. Yeah, yeah
3: exactly. And that's the thing is like, it's, it's also, they were fully geared. It's like, no, these guys. So you can see throughout the entire battle and that's, a, that's the second day. You can see that these guys would have clearly changed out of their black pajamas and been like, we're in, we're in battle mode now. So we're going to wear our khakis with our pith helmets or a steel helmet, if we can get it. Um, and then we'll gear up, you know, with our uniform because we're North Vietnamese army. We're not fucking civilians. And that, that, that scene was kind of, uh, yeah, not, not good. Okay. So,
4: yeah. Yeah. Do we want um, to,
2: uh, well, do do we want, I have some more thoughts. Um, I, uh, in terms of stuff I liked most of the stuff in terms of the, we were talking about the special effects and I think all of that is really well done. One thing that was in this, I've never seen in any other war film was where a white phosphorus gets lodged into a guy's face. Yep. And then his 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 uh his friend is trying to cut it out with a knife. That, That's the only thing you can do. Yeah, that was just horrific. And like yep. stuff like that, like all of the really intense gore stuff, I thought was really well done. The part where he picks, uh, yeah, go uh, ahead, Nate, burn burn socks. What's that? Burn socks. Are you talking about when he when he grabs him by the ankles? Yeah, like yes. burn socks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like bleh. Skin well, socks. that.
3: That was actually <laughs> yeah. Galloway actually like, wrote about that. It's like that pulling off yeah. gym
2: socks after
1: a workout, yep. you know. Yep. Just... And
3: Galloway actually wrote about that and said that it actually like did happen. And like, Yes. That was I remember when I first watched that when I was a kid. That actually fucked with me. That fucked like,
1: with me too. Of all oh the time we God. would have it on T, it would be on TNT because it was always on TNT. So yeah. those, and, yeah, and, uh,
2: those moment, those visceral, really visceral parts, I thought were really well done. And uh, yeah. yeah, just that. Go just, ahead.
0: No, after you're done, this is the kind
2: of um, mm-hmm. but just that stuff where you were saying like things that we liked and didn't like. All that stuff I thought was was good. Um, I think I kind of, t- I, 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 a lot of the dialogue I don't like. Um, some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, just very like, you know, kind of surface level things. But, uh, but, you know, it- I gotta say it's hard because there was a lot of stuff that I liked and a lot of stuff I didn't like. So anyway, could
1: we could, could I, I think we had kind of touched on it in the beginning, but would you then also say that all the bad stuff that you didn't like it still falls under the cliche rule?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The dialogue. Yeah. Um yeah.
3: The, the assault at the end where they're saved by the bell. Right. You know, just cheesy, like, oh. just cheesy cliche. Yeah. The part for, where uh,
2: the, the, the yeah. guy keeps saying good morning to Plumley and he's like he's like, Oh, are you a fucking meteorologist? Well, oh, I actually like that. Well, I will argue that and, and then, I like uh, that.
3: But I like that, that is realistic as shit because yeah, no, no, no. I, no. Will,
2: I, <laughs> I will only argue that I'm not, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not done. um But, the, but, but he says that. And then later on in the film, after that guy comes back, he goes, no, that's a good day, Sergeant. Like, <laughs> well, he doesn't
3: say it like that. He <laughs> says he just basically is returning like the, cause he knows like, and he just is kind of going, all right. Yeah. You've proven yourself. He doesn't say it like, no, that's a good day. That's how target. it felt to me. Savage. I, I would, I
1: would, no. I would say, I would say that it's more yeah. of like re- returning gruffness with some form of it's returning, plumb, it's returning of the greeting, kind, okay. a re- Returning of plum of as close of kindness as Plumley can show within his. character well, it's, all, it's
3: also now Plumley's like, okay, now you're now you're my brother.
1: Versus now, are you're, like, you're, you're not some pup who keeps trying to talk
3: to. Yeah, me. you're not. You're not some. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're not some like fucking retarded wet behind the ears sergeant that you know is, smells his own farts and whatever and he goes he's basically saying you're one of me now like we're good have
1: you have you ever seen the deleted scenes for this movie anyone any, no any, any yeah of any of you? The, the two medals
3: of honor <laughs> you, that, the, one, the, that one that was the, fucking great the dude, the dude who's butt-ass naked who's like he <laughs> yeah. shows
1: up full he's like he's like and that was Plumley. No, that no. was, that was some other guy, but he's terrified of Plumlee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I love that scene. And, and there's another great scene. Um, is that, no, that is the, that is that is in the movie. I think there's an extension of that scene where they hear more, uh, the guy picks up the the radio waves and I think there's more of it in the deleted scene. I think that's what I'm remembering. Um, yeah, yeah, I think there was more of that. Yeah. 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 They're, they're they're the the delete scenes aren't vital, but they're very they're very interesting. You know, they're not yeah. it's not like fury levels of cutting room floor where it literally
2: makes or <laughs> it's brings the movie. An entirely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah. uh talking about more stuff like in terms of you know the cliche stuff that I don't like, like less Less music and less slow motion, I would say too. Like if there was yeah. less of that, then I would like it more. It is a product of the time, but I agree that the 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 the
1: Irish Scottish song needs to come. It's up Scottish. I remember that being I remember that being really cool to me, and now
3: now it's I'm like, like
1: okay, yeah. the third time I've heard it, I'm done. I, it. Took, a, yeah. I took a more
2: Mongolian throat <laughs> singing. That's I, what I want. I once r- took r- a, r- a a class a law r- enforcement. R- 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 I once took a law enforcement class and they Mike, showed us. Mike, Mike, A. What? I
1: want you to imagine you're running through a rice paddy about to take out a general.
0: The, the amber light is shining through.
3: Yeah. Get your SKS bayonet out.
0: There's a group of Japanese admirals in the background plotting the next war. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: when I used to um, do Vietnam reenacting, reacting, I was the radio man. I was RTO and with a lot of really cool shit about the broken arrow and fucking all this stuff Ugh. give me a second nathan so that's what brings me to that broken arrow is not the period term that you'd use to denote we're being overrun it was prairie fire that was the vietnam war term if you fucking yell prairie fire everything's showing up and it's not gonna be nice
3: the other thing too with this film what, what, year, what year did that happen prairie fire yeah,
0: uh, that was for the whole war, as far as I'm concerned. It wasn't until after they they went to Broken Arrow, but then it became the nuke term anyway, so it didn't really matter. But Prairie Fire is the Vietnam War term. <laughs> um, but something funny I noticed too is that General Moore never fucking, or a lot of the guys, they never key their handsets. The way they hold them and stuff, like you could just see the fucking that they're not clicking it at all.
3: You know, I thought they did. No, if I you look, look at it closely, close. like there's
0: one scene where Moore grabs it and he's like. That's great, and you can see his finger is resting just below the black bar. And he's like, okay, and then that happens multiple times. And uh-huh. he, again, yeah. he's it's, like, you know, they're doing different takes and they're picking it up and stuff. It's because so there I was no was one fun. on the other
2: end. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: <laughs> like that's pretty funny. The other thing too yeah. is how instant the air support was. They're like, you know, broken well, arrow. Yeah, and then you see like planes taking off the carrier and like dude, you know. that
3: takes at least at least twenty minutes. Yes. Like, I mean, when when you're screaming. That takes twenty minutes.
0: Yep, at least.
3: Uh, more, more than likely, thirty to forty-five mm-hmm. to get that. And when you, when you say you know, pray fire, broken air, whatever the fuck they said, it's still a long way. Like when you say that, you have to plan ahead of time. Going,
0: oh
3: yeah, hey, cover me. I'm fucked. It's
0: at least an hour for like, an airstrike if you call it. <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, like completely, and we don't have much time, but we're fucked, and that's why I'm calling this. It's
0: like mortars. Because by 15. the time you
3: drop all your. Sh- like, yeah, I, by the time you drop all your yeah. shit, we're going to be dead anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter, yeah. you know?
0: I think mortars are 15, and like artillery was 30, usually. Got, we'll talk to, we're not a okay, so let's
3: get to IMFDB. <laughs> I was really happy that they actually used the XM16E1, and not the A1. The
0: early one, yeah.
3: And also, these guys have a fucking A1. Go up, go up. So IMFDB, I love these pictures. That's an A1 fucking birdcage. This was an updated E1, I can tell. Also, that doesn't have the chrome fucking plated uh, uh, bolt. Nerd. So it an A1. This is an A one with a fucking uh that's that's an A one receiver. What the fuck are we doing?
1: This is when I'm glad I'm not this knowledgeable about Vietnam it's stuff. So it's got the full so I fence. I don't freak I don't freak out. Yeah, it's out the about full this, fence.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's fucking okay. But anyway, no, in the film though, they actually used XM sixteen E1s, which is really good. The chrome bolt, the three prong flash hider, and the single fucking uh um hmm. rail on the below like the uh the dust cover when it comes open. Gotcha. That was good. That I mean, they didn't have to do that, but they did. They chose to do that, and that's actually what this unit used in that engagement. So that was actually, I, I did them like for I that. did
1: like the v, the uh, the South Vietnamese translator guy.
3: Yeah, with an M1 carbine. Yeah. yeah. So can that I can cool. I ask
2: a question on that? Like, why uh, why is he wearing that tiger stripe camo? He's, because that, that was that South. That's South Koreans. Okay. An, South Vietnamese.
0: Well, Sorry, he's actually got—he's actually—he's actually
3: got—he's actually, got actually got a fucking Arvin Ranger patch on we'll him.
2: We'll get to him. They probably should have better photos. Okay, of
0: Okay, because I thought that's
3: yeah, thats an like, American
2: uniform, right?
3: No, it's no. not. Okay. Tiger no. stick. We, we, we got that from the, the Arvin okay. guys, the South Vietnamese guys, and it was all food. private purchased. Yeah, you know, it's based so.
0: originally off of or inspired by lizard. in French.
3: Yep, the French stuff. Yep.
0: It's way cooler. So the south vietnamese have a shit ton of cool camouflage variations and patterns
3: it's yeah they insane. do all right so the m16 so okay so now they've got the fuck so this is the they've got the actual m16 which is fucking funny okay so, oh. so what's the difference
1: between the one we just saw and this one? What's it's, it's uh, the first one the first one was earlier. Their photos the fence, are What weird. does that mean look to look me?
3: Defense so you see around the yeah the the, the mag release right the little button uh-huh. go up to the last one it's got the basically, full fence around uh, there. Basically, yeah. Okay.
0: Soldiers were you know dropping mags by accident and it was a problem. So they they put a partial fence in later in the war, I forget when, and then they put it to a full fence after the war. So that's what it's called. Well, okay. and here's Defense the thing is, is like package.
3: also uh, on the okay. original M16, which slab this is is a slab see? side, Nothing. which yeah, I actually yeah. have. Um, and also the, the uh, dust cover that you see is open on both these, which they should have fucking closed. Well, I don't know. Uh, this is not an M16 by right. I'll tell you why in a second, but like, um, so the, the original slab sides, they had problems with like closing the dust cover. Cause if you don't close the dust cover, a bunch of shit's going to get into the fucking bolt carrier assembly in the upper receiver. Right. And it's really hard, unless you have fingernails or some shit, to get that dust cover up and close. And then on the E1, they put a um, just one bar below that, so it would kind of hold it offset a little bit, like a fucking quarter inch, so right. where you could just pop it close. And then on the A1, they had the full fence around the uh, magazine, or I'm sorry, the magazine release because of the fact that Brian just said the guys were dropping their mags cuz they were hitting it on shit or just like carrying it it would hit it on their gear and so they put that in there. This is an M16 but the bolt carrier group is a fucking A1 cuz it's fucking it's phosphate coated. The original M16s had like a, a chrome plating on the fucking or no no, that was the E1s. Never mind. Never mind. So yeah, that, that picture there they actually got right. That's an original M sixteen. Okay, go down. No I bad. forget
1: everything you just heard, people.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the M1 carbine.
4: Yep. Um
1: yeah, with bayonet lugs and the adjustable sights, classic not the Korean flips. carbine. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so that's the later that that, that uh that Panther on there. Uh huh. That's later on would become the uh Arvin Rangers um patch. So I don't know what the fuck this was at this point, but Oh, that's also a true spec boonie hat, by the way. Yeah, it's
0: not the best tigers, that's
3: for sure. No, but uh, all right. So the AK4, that's an actual AK47. Cool. So
0: yeah, they they should be Chinese.
3: No, they had both. They were getting, they're getting both Sino shit and Soviet shit. But ninety nine percent of the time but, it
0: was Chinese.
3: So. Nope, that's not true. Um, they were getting a shitload of Soviet AKs and SKSs as, as well. Uh, later on, it became more uh, Chinese Type fifty sixes. But this early, it would have been a modge podge of both. So either one, it's like a 50-50 shot at this point. So, but that is a, that's an AK. That's an AKM, actually. Or no, that's an AK-47. Nice. They actually did the milled receiver. Shit. And the type one bayonet. Yeah. Oh, that, that's the guy that was charging him. The leader yeah, of blood okay.
0: coming out of his fucking it's, the, it's, it's Yeah, the, the
3: leader of blood.
1: <laughs> it's the hero AK probably. So they probably gave him oh, a nice one. I'll take a leader of cola. A liter a what? A leader of cola.
3: Yeah, it's also an AK. Color. That's they had really cool
2: stay. like pyrotechnics and squib hits, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate some of the actors in those last shots are like.
4: Yeah,
1: no. oh, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, they're yeah. trying yeah, they're doing Not, the they're they're doing the wacky wave inflatable arm waving toof man. <laughs> yeah, you know, Watch so yes. like face gets
0: yeah. like hit like six times. I, I never. Yeah,
1: but that's a that cool. TNT. That's a cool. That's a cool squib though. Of, yeah, that uh, was, H30 but I was like, this was yeah. never
0: on
2: TV. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, the, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A mix of like really good, but like unfortunately, some of those extras were they they thought they were in a John Woo. Shit. They thought they yeah, were in a John exactly. Woo movie. So.
3: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So the Moss Thirty Six. So the reason to answer your question about the Mos 49.56, Dien Bien Phu, and when this takes place is in 1954. So they would have had at best mas 49s, which were still not as mass-produced and widely issued as the mas 36 or the 36.51, the one with the grenade launcher on it. Right. So what about the may, one without
1: the grenade launcher, though? The, the semi-automatic version of that's the, the Mos 49. 6. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they, you're saying they wouldn't be prevalent it also no. at that point
0: it also comes down to unit 2 cuz a lot of carbines were used
1: you know there's a lot of one lease stuff i i know i know mastery 6s well, the cr39s are paratrooper. I, I know but, mastery 6s yeah. were used very late i mean because they were so utilitarian were they, is that the word i'm looking for they they, they were yeah. used for everything and they liked them so it,
3: they it also they what, what or just them yeah 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 it was and these guys are are portrayed to be like regular infantry i guess because the airborne guys like a lot of the paratroopers and the uh foreign legion which actually used uh labelle rifles up until this point um and then they were starting to switch over to the mass 36 but they would have been issued 49s but these guys that go up go go up go up to the no just that picture right there with the uh two guys uh
1: Up, down, no, not like that. Up, down, no, that not looks like, like that. A
3: fucking, no, it's a 36. I was gonna say, they're because the Moss 49 course. is
2: a yeah, yeah, it, whatever, ah, it doesn't matter. The... Um, I like those French but... uniforms, those are cool. Well, they're American, well, there's guys. a US uniforms, yeah. say they, they look yeah. like frog skin, kind of. Yeah, they, were,
0: they are no, okay. They, yeah, by this point, that's actually wrong, it'll be more French camo, but like
3: this is probably this is probably like a fucking reserve unit Even that's just then, like
0: sean knows so yeah much about it, it, it's this, it's, it's the, the US it, yeah it's it's, like very, it's debatable they used a lot of marine corps camo too with the us yeah we're well. we're we're, we're really touching funny.
1: on we're we're t- i mean like can i um, uh, uh, what what was that what, hold on mike what, what was that what was that book that you said that Everest you were reading of
0: War is amazing, i know i know when
1: you, you reference that sean's like oh my god yes
2: you
0: also about- this
3: guy's got a us 1923 cartridge belt on i, yeah. I, you see I that? saw that
2: too um yep
3: so with the with
2: some of those officers they're wearing like those white uh keppy hats the kepi? yeah would they be wearing those Wrong. yeah
3: no no that's a foreign legion thing and no they would not be okay. doing that stupid as fuck <laughs> yes <that's> really, it, <laughs> it's really it's to make him look fresh very very visible <laughs> yes these, them guys, them. these guys these guys have been wearing 51 or m1 helmets okay like they, they would have been wearing helmets and um, including the officers. It's just to make them look French. They're wearing berets and oh We yeah.
0: we it's we monsieur years, I hate hats. this it's land. Good. Like there's one good movie we'll watch where they don't wear a lot of helmets, but they're all actual French veterans, and it's the circumstances meet the reasons, but you know.
3: Right this at this cute. point, at this point, these guys have been wearing like go up for a second, Nate, and then we'll get off this. These guys at this point would have been probably wearing like greens or uh, the the uh, t- uh, lizard pattern. Yeah. Um, sure. the, t- um, the fucking whatever tap. model yeah. f- tap, tap. Yep. The tap 49s and shit like that. Like they'd been wearing that or just greens and helmets and they would have had us, they would have had us web gear because that was lend lease. And we sent a shitload of that to them and, and they would have had Moss 36. <laughs> right. But they would, a lot of them would have had thirty sixes because the 49 was not mass produced. The 44 was not mass produced. The thirty sixes they had a shitload of those. And they just kept issuing them until about 1954, which is when this takes place. And then they came out with the 4956. And there you have it. So, all right, we'll get off the French well, shit. We miss you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, SKS. Nice.
1: tons of Those SKS's. fuckers are still being
3: used everywhere. Great rifle, by the way, Great or a great carbine. I, I, I still,
1: say. I still need one, and I need the flat blade, not the Chinese like fucking poker. I want. Oh uh, no!
3: I have a Chinese Type fifty six that has the fucking bayonet on it, like the blade. Oh, the blade. Oh, okay. Why? Well, I, well are-
1: then, well then, I just want one with the blade. The Romanians yeah. have the blades, and that's where you can still find them kind of cheap. And I still no, you can't. Get them. Yeah, you can. No. No. The, the, well the, the, well, the, the, well, okay okay hold on cheap. cheap 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 to what we know no cheap to what they are now yes like i'm kicking myself i didn't buy crates of sks's 10 years ago I yeah a romanian
3: sks that. nowadays is going to cost you at least seven hundred bucks. bucks yeah no more i, I it's well, a romanian there, one i i ch-
1: i tried to get one last week and it was like the guy outbid me by 100 bucks
3: yeah and then buyers premium and shipping and well
1: you know. I mean, it was gum burger but yeah
3: Okay, shipping.
1: <laughs> anyway, SKSs are cool. <laughs> there, yeah, there's that, there, that's that's the visual. Well, fact, yeah, I where mean, the plane flies through. It yeah, whoa. yeah, the plane flies through and it gets the that swirl nice of death. The yeah. swirls. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking awesome. the two swirls because it's both engines, yep. left and right. Oh my god, yeah, it's so, fucking yeah.
3: insane. But yeah, SKS totally, totally accurate for all the points in the Vietnam War for any armed force of the North Vietnamese or Viet Cong. Absolutely. And you got M forty four. Yeah. I thought that guy... No, go up a little bit. Oh, it's wait. A, it's the go. same
1: pitcher, but...
3: Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's a not a K98. That's a fucking... That's a Chiang Kai-shek VZ24.
1: How the fuck can you tell with that grainy pitcher?
3: Because of cut the handguard.
1: No. Well, cut butt plate. No, can the handguard. Look at the handguard.
3: Look at the handguard. It goes above the rear sight.
1: How the action. fuck can you tell that's a Chilean? Whatever the fuck you just it's said. It's not a
3: Chilean. It's a Chinese. It's a Chinese contract. Okay, how VZ24. can you tell?
1: Why? Because it's more white, or like what? How? how I I look at that. and I go, that's a. K-98. The hand
3: guard where the guy's hand is. It goes above. It goes past the, the rear sight. Like the Canadian
1: film
0: came from Israel. And were chambered in seven sixty two by five or NATO.
1: So and were made Chinese. in nineteen thirty four. Yep.
3: Yes, but <laughs> no. Uh, so the Canadian. Yeah, that's that's a fucking stretch. They should have said it's a VZ twenty four. But anyway, I disagree with the IMF TV's shit on this, but, uh, but no, what right. you were talking about earlier is like when, when China dumped a shitload of their fucking old obsolete shit, they had VZ 24s. They can't eights.
0: Cause they got models. a shit. Everything,
3: yeah. R- well, the candy eights came later from Russia.
0: Yeah. But they still had them.
3: Yeah, they did, but that's not a Canadian. But like, anyway, we'll move on. The M60. Yes. I, I, I...
0: <laughs> Nate, those three pixels. I could tell. I think. you can. It <laughs> was cool how you could see the M60 gunner get killed. That was that was a nice touch. I mean, it's hard. Oh, that happened.
2: That's quite that's quite the part where they where the copter gets yeah. fucked. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty common actually. Like, because oh, that's man. again their biggest threat. So yeah, they're, they're gonna fucking do that. That nineteen nineteen eighty four accurate for French? Yes, absolutely the uh the 134 see yeah, this
2: the, on. the, the movie had stuff like this that i liked where they're like they're they're being introduced to all this new technology yeah you know yeah. and uh I, I, I that that aspect of the film i really liked you know the copters the yep. new types of weapons and stuff you know plumley doesn't like the m16 um oh shit i didn't <laughs> fucking... see that
1: until just now sick dp dp28, yeah,
3: DP-28? Yeah. yeah on a, on cool.
1: a Bren stand. yeah
0: you're slacking Nate.
3: Ugh, it's probably a DPM, but hey, we'll say it's a DB twenty eight.
1: That's uh, that yeah, that's a Brens tripod. <clears throat> Ew.
3: And that is uh, RPD. Yep, RPDs. definitely very common. They, I knew DB26, I saw. Yep. I
1: knew I saw it, which was right here. Absolutely, that shot. you yep. were correct. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so close to getting. The There's
2: that I want. Ugh, so do it. Close. So close. There's a thirty four. Yep,
4: with the size yeah. all the way up.
1: Yeah, okay. It wasn't <laughs> just me. It wasn't just me then. I thought that was like Good yeah, lord it's like, it's high high ass elevation. <laughs> yeah, Not great. Yeah. Um yeah. that's uh we should have fifty
3: uh, yards, you're gonna be you're gonna be fucking hitting way above them. So you don't actually scissors. wanna kill the Americans. You don't actually wanna kill the Americans, you're just gonna
1: It's because guess... they wanted I'll tell you why. They wanted. No the cinematographer G-quel. wanted No, he yep. won no, he wanted the eye yeah, right above the sight. And that's the Yeah, that's the only way you can do that. Um I, like site, is, though. I can't tell yeah. if that's an Israeli or not. I don't think there's much
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Okay, another oh, fake it's got, dishka.
0: It's got the Israeli uh you see the spring clip on, behind the bipod? Yeah. That's a yeah. very rare accessory. They, so they yeah, that is. And you're
3: yeah. you're telling me how the fuck can I tell it's a VG twenty four and you're like, Oh it's yeah, a spring clip. See the, yeah, see the, yeah, right, right there. I do I do see it, but yeah, right there. It's,
0: it's, it's about. Also, I would never have noticed that. 60 you about pixels, you say there, Nate. That's a good amount of thing. Yes,
3: fucking let's go clowns. To those
1: three I, I wouldn't have I noticed, to noticed that. You would have
3: noticed the fucking handguard on the VZ24, so shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, candy, <laughs> I will
1: say, are those rear sights weird to you, Brian? No, they work. Well, maybe it's because they're so high up. It's because I've never
0: stuck oh, no. mine all the way high up. Oh, I've done that. see. Well, it's. Okay. Don't drop your MG34 with AA sights, DSA, because then they don't—they don't straight <laughs>
2: don't anymore. Man. I'm waiting to see a movie that uses an actual dishka rather than a Browning M2 mocked up to look like. They're them. really hard to get. Yeah, yeah. they're really yeah, the hard to get. Yeah. So you'll never Russian find movie. them. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, that's oh, a, I was gonna say I was gonna a,
1: say the beast, then I forgot that's an M2 dressed. No, up. that was so, definitely so. a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. this is a, yeah,
3: a yeah. This is an actual dishka.
0: Eight, Wait like what?
3: Everybody uses. Wait. Oh, that is a, that. Is, that's just an M two. So you yeah, can I see thought. the body there. Like,
4: yeah.
1: Oh, it's. Was it's like, oh, it is an M two. I thought it was a real dish gun. No. Nope. No. Nope. Look
3: at the charging handle and the yep. receiver. Yeah. It's a fucking M two. Yeah. They did. They did a, good yeah.
1: they did a they really, really good job. job of hiding it. I didn't see it until they still until they framed it right. Yeah. Not bad. But yeah, because that looked like a dish from that far. Away. It looks it's way better not than not the one yet. in the beast. It, oh, yes.
2: Yeah. yeah for sure.
1: Not the four four and a half, nine and a half foot long one. We'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, a, not it's bad. a dishka on a what? Dishka tripod. They're really fucked up looking. Oh, uh, okay, they are. Yeah, I thought it was. They're M17. very forward leaning. Yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's got no electrical tape around it. It's much better. The
3: 1911 A1. I don't know that. One. Sales. Yeah, I can't tell what the fuck. I, that I have is. no
0: idea
2: what that is.
1: It's obviously Ramp, something we've never A1, seen before. 44.
3: Two world wars. He was sh- in one.
1: Only steel on my hip.
3: Plumley was a like a boomer fud, by the way. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sure. I would no doubt. Been.
3: He said the 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 M16 is a BB gun, so no, he, he, he
1: would not be a boomer fud. around, definitely. literally not. Greatest Generation fud. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: He's a GG so he's got
3: the revolver sure. yeah the yeah. what revolver is
2: that oh just a
3: swift <sighs> west yeah. yeah. again I, close to a again
2: i i i like the great kinnear character i like that part where he's like <laughs> get the fuck out of my face
3: <laughs> yeah crandall was uh, a badass in real life just like they showed in the film and like he
0: uh
3: That's oh man it's a high didn't yeah I, french... I couldn't tell what the fuck that was didn't
1: the french have like their yeah, own handgun and the S and the yeah the
3: map the map 35 yeah yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, you can't tell what the fuck that is. Oh, it's Thompson. Um, oh shit! That is a twenty-eight. Yeah, huh. nice, very accurate. We gave a shitload of our obsolete shit to the South Vietnamese. Yes. It should be name yeah.
1: once. Uh, there's no close. No, they call them Viet Cong really. So the coffee. Chinese, yeah. so the Chinese PPSH forty ones don't have the safety slots carved into the receivers. They did away with those.
4: Why
1: they took, they, they took all the, they took all of the old stock from the from the Russians, and they re- and then they just literally made PPSH forty ones without safety notches because they were like, this is redundant. It makes no sense. Gun only go. <laughs>
3: the forty three. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool as shit. Slow mm, as fuck.
3: The no, Mat forty nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're not as cool as a Mat forty nine. And i pa- Unfortunately, they're so
2: fucking rare. You'll never find I, them. I
0: really want one. There was a kid. Yeah. On. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah, you really see, yeah, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, one yeah, sitting yeah, yeah.
2: amongst the weapons at the end. Yeah. Yeah, right there, yeah. right
0: there.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very accurate. I love yep.
0: that. Oh, so cool. I don't know what if they're cool with the mag in or they're folded.
3: You're the Those would have probably been uh, BT. Fours at that point. Or B forty rather. No, the okay. early
0: doctrine you did have made a, a gas mask. Well,
1: it says all it says all Vietnamese yep, made model
3: B forty. B- B- yep. Yeah. It's fine. Yep.
0: If am I right in that regard, Mike? Yeah, they were a gas mask early on. What, a bazooka
3: in it? What? Yeah, at the beginning, That's during right. the That's end right. shoots oh, the
0: Jeep. I yeah. Huh.
3: Wonder where you got that. Um
0: Yami yeah, gave it to me.
3: Oh, they're going to do all the area armament, too? Nice. Yeah. Sometimes the they really go stuff. all out with these.
1: <laughs> uh, there's your phosphorus grenade
2: there, my guy. Oof. Yeah, that scene was, wow.
3: Yeah, Six Seven, which is funny. Those are actually really good grenades. Mm.
1: It's a simplified they were so Because they were so small. Yep. Or?
3: Yeah, they're small. You can French carry a shitload cares. of them.
1: And we see this fucking Rambo dude with like six of them on his fucking no, chest. No
3: no, 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 no. no. That, that was... Yeah, it's a standard pouch. Three yeah, exactly. So yeah. uh, yep. Fortunate for him. Four he didn't cells. get to use them. Yeah. But um, no, that's that's pretty typical. So.
1: Well, cool. That's the end of it.
0: Mike, you led us into this. Now you start to lead us out. So
3: what do you think? Or let, let you, what did I lead you in?
0: You were the last to comment from the beginning. So now I'd be the first to close this out. So what
3: do you think oh um yeah okay so we're doing our ratings and shit so okay, exactly cool. the um,
1: opposite of what you just said good job
3: all right shut up penis <laughs> um so yeah you know like 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 we were talking about the beginning and like i used to just kind of like just have it in my head that this film was shit and whatever and um now looking back on it yeah it's got a lot of like we were talking about the cliche shit but i can forgive a lot of that because there's a lot of good stuff in there like and a lot of the technical stuff like now that i know more about it you know 10 years after i watched it the last time it's like not bad they're wearing you know the type or the type 3 fucking og 107 f- fatigue uniforms um sateen fatigues and that's what they would have done later on they would have gotten jungle fatigues as you can see if you look at pictures of these guys in 65 and 66 but um yeah it it was fucked up and they portrayed like the chaos and just the Yeah, the Americans aren't the baddies all the time. They get their asses kicked until the end of this film, which is like, okay, that that's all Hollywood for me. Basically up until like the bayonet charge, it's okay. And then like the end, I'm just like, okay, that's not even part of the fucking film. Um, but yeah, the chaos and like, yeah, the Americans are vulnerable vulnerable and, um, when they don't know what they're going into, they just kind of go wildly into it and they take a lot of casualties. That's what we've always been known for, is just whatever. But um, yeah, they researched a bit about Hal Moore and uh, Basil Plumley, and how they their leadership style was, the guys that were with them, blah blah and how fucked up that whole battle was. So, um, and the Homefront shit, I actually liked most of it because it does portray there is a battle going on at home and it really fucking sucks to be on that end. I've been on that end and it's not fun where if you don't hear from somebody, you just, you're looking out every day for that car pulling up and it's, it's a mind fuck. It really is. And I kind of like how they portrayed that when it when it actually got to, you know, brass, you know, or not brass bones, but uh, brass tacks. Um, and so that was pretty cool. So overall I'll stop rambling and I'm actually give this a, seven out of 10. Brian.
0: Well said. Yeah. Um, and just to touch on that, I I had a friend of mine who, uh, for part of his deployment, not deployment part of his service, he actually was part of, uh, you know, those, the pair of guys would go around and let the family members know that, you know, they, uh, lost a loved one. And he was like, it was fucking horrible. (laughs) I know they even made a movie about it. Um, I think it was Woody Harrelson or somebody, but anyway, yeah, man, fucking, it's the fight that people don't remember or think about. It's always, you know, like everything, like, oh, were you? Did you kill somebody? Were you like on the front lines? And it's like, you know, I went to Vietnam, but I didn't that. It's like everybody served in some way. It's, you know, there's these conflicts aren't just on the front lines. But anyway, um yeah, it's an interesting movie. Like I said earlier, it kind of, to me, sets the stage for just the um, the standard like, you know, run-of-the-mill Vietnam War movie. Like, everything that I watch, I'm just like, well, is this good or worse than We Were Soldiers? Just, like, as, you know, a, a wait point. Um, it's very theatrical. It's got, you know, very bad acting at times. It uses some very annoying tricks to move the story along, you know, talking instead of showing. Um, but, no, overall, I mean, if you want to if you, if you watch a Vietnam War movie and enjoy it, at some extent, then, yeah, you're going to get that out of this every time you know, it delivers for whatever it delivers. And, um, yeah, I don't know saying all that and everything. I would have to give it as well as seven out of 10 because it hits a lot of the keynotes of what you're expecting for, you know, again, a film like this. So and I pass the uh, talking pillow to you, Mr. Michael.
2: Ooh, um, yeah, like I say, it's kind of, it's just right down the middle for me. Um, I could watch this movie again easily. Um, and uh still you know enjoy the stuff that i enjoy in it uh and i guess i could you know if i wanted to overlook some of the stuff i don't like it and say well that's okay that it it, it's fine that it's that has some some you know cheesy shit in it but um yeah i uh I, i think i've said all i wanted to say and uh i think um hmm what should i what should i conclude this with um I think Broken I'm also going to give it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, that leaves uh leaves it with Nate.
1: Uh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, uh going into this, you know, I had it I had the things I expected I would hate and I did. I had the things I know that I find very impressive and I found still very impressive. Um, you know, this is the second time going out about it, so I'm not going to give it uh a ton more Kind of, you know, thoughts to it other than the fact that, um, this role for Mel Gibson is very tamed in comparison to his other roles that he's ever done. I think he's very stoic with this row, or sorry, with this role compared to any of the others. I, there's a lot less Mel, Gis- Mel Gibson like behavior in his acting in this role. This is actually one of the few that he doesn't go crazy on. Um, by crazy, I mean he has his very, uh, uh, uh. I'm going to cut out this gap here he doesn't do his standard screaming in this so this movie gets 0 out of 10 Mel screaming Mel Gibson's because he doesn't react the way he does that's that why my, it's a good performance we, by my him my whole rating <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth you'll know what you're talking about <laughs> uh, and that is the reason why this gets a traditional 7 out of 10 from me as well uh in terms of the in a normal film rating but gets a zero out of ten screaming Mel Gibson. So the records might, you know, it depends on what people want to pick from, but I don't remember Mel Gibson ever screaming in this because he's very stoic. Um so yeah, I would say seven out of ten.
2: I i like his performance in it. I, I think you yep. know <laughs> I'm
1: not saying I don't. I'm just yeah. saying like in in if I have to if I have to rate it. There is no screaming Mel gibsons in this. Mm. So I thought I could so find a moment where he
2: screams. But uh, I
1: don't remember I was looking for it. There's nothing Well, here's the thing. There's no traditional Mel gibson screaming like at the end of our outro. Okay, he's not there's It's nothing like that. It's not Gallipoli, it's not fucking Patriot, it's not fucking Braveheart. all, Bravehearts. Bravehearts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not that. So there are, I don't think there's any ridiculous Mel he, gibson. He's not rigs
2: at all in this. No, he yeah. doesn't
1: even scream when broken arrow when they drop napalm on the fucking Joe from fucking Idaho or Boise or the fuck his name is. I don't know. <laughs> Joe from Okinawa, Japan. I, I don't fucking know. I can't remember. Too vastly.
3: Yokinama. Yokinama. Oh his like, name, Yokenama.
1: his his name was Okinaama. That's right. Sorry.
3: Yokinama. Yokinama. Like, what the what the fuck?
1: I don't
2: Yokenama. know.
3: He's a fucking 11 Charlie. He's a fucking mortar guy, dude. He's a badass.
2: By the way, that was another thing I liked in you know, it when they all start pissing on the mortar and it's overheated.
3: Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, You can't use water. You can't drink piss. I mean, you can. But, but like, that's the that's the thing I have heard of guys
2: doing, but I'd, I've i never seen it in a war movie before. So I met right. a vet who did something
0: similar, their gun crew, to a 1917 water-cooled in Italy because they needed it to you know, cool it and they all fucking pissed in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah
3: gonna smell awesome. terrible but it doesn't uh, fucking matter at say, that point you know i was gonna say that,
0: two that, barrels that, out that that day, would be, so really that, would
1: be great, <laughs> that would be great that would be great and it was a water cool yeah you better be careful about fucking peeing that because if you put your head to fucking fucking boiling Nate, ass
0: slot like, like i said fucking have never ring. they burned out two barrels that day they really didn't give a fuck <laughs> like, that was, <laughs> was the most intense day of combat they ever saw so you know fucking
2: well we're putting that out. in a movie yeah, pretty fucking
0: cool. You gotta shoot a lot to burn out a water cooler.
2: Well, I got my
4: dick stuck oh, yeah. in a water cooler. Or you have to out <laughs> hot <water>. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> brag about it, Jim. Jesus. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that big cock
0: spring brings the term cock ring to a whole new level. Anyway, and
1: in comes John Ham. Fucking. So putting all a,
2: these numbers into
1: the John
2: Ham cock generator. We happen to catch it. you need like a drill press to get a hole in that thing to for his dick big enough inside it. What? I heard you
3: guys needed a hog. <laughs> I may I may have a solution.
2: You
1: he lays guess.
3: it out and just cools the fucking whole thing down with his fucking massive schlong. You,
1: you can you can uh you can guess what he did next. He fixed his cable. <laughs> big Lebowski. <laughs> Log jam But
3: but
2: <laughs> you know nothing, Beaver about
1: you. We know So yeah, this gets a seven. Nice 10. <laughs> This
2: gets seven. John Ham cocks out of
1: ten. So, seven, 7 well, inches That's Michael's new uh, approximation of.
0: Uh, yeah, ice. yeah. How yeah?
1: How many inches? You got Mel, how many get cocks? How many yeah. cock
0: inches? <clears throat> Uh, well, you know this this one had more girth than length. If really it's fabulous. a
3: fucking cheese wheel. Get over it. it.
0: Says the guy from Wisconsin. It's okay. This, yes, says the guy from Wisconsin. This
1: uh, this movie is a shower, not a grower. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah.
0: that's very true. Yeah, you know, you're like, ah, it's, look at all the Hueys. Oh, look at all the. Hueys.
3: What you see is what you get, man. I mean, it's actually
1: that's that's midway, very impressive, but underperforming. Yeah.
0: Midway is definitely a giant show.
1: Hyena Road's just so, very disappointing. <laughs> on that note,
0: yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll, Hyena we'll, Road we'll fucking... is... We'll
0: probably get banned if I say that. But anyway, um, yeah. So thanks again Paul for joining Gross. us. Paul Gross. We're glad that we can have Paul a readout. Paul Gross. Paul yeah, Gross. <laughs> oh God, he's here! <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, see you in a few days. Uh,
3: What the fuck was the overall score? I said it,
1: seven out of ten. I tried to say it multiple times. Thank you, John,
4: for singing us out on the didgeridoo. I'm
1: just looking at
0: like. I was
1: waiting for someone to say something. I was like, I'm just gonna keep holding this
4: until we hit. Look (laughs) at
0: Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.